Welcome to Al Pacino. I am Lara. I am Maddie. And today we are going to the mattresses. <laughs> about the Godfather. <laughs> Talking about the Godfather. 1972's The Godfather. We are. Obviously. It's the big one. Yeah, and it's it is. Just immediate. It's which so is soon. <laughs> it's really stressful. I hate how soon it is. It's yeah, I don't know. It's like we've we've massively kind of overshot. <laughs> exactly exactly it's like oh god we have to talk about the godfather now now yeah like, it's too soon we need like another we need like a decade of really mediocre like exactly. independent film <laughs> exactly like little supporting roles that i have like yeah, that, that we exactly. won't be able to talk about for very long and then we've just got to i mean to be fair it's like an echo of his career right it's like just an explosion immediately just comes out hot yeah yeah exactly yeah. so i guess that's good like, yeah that's true yeah for the narrative for the ongoing yeah. arc of the and i mean we're, we're clearly gonna do as good of a performance as he does in this movie so like <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's gonna be fun yeah this is our godfather this is for us <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the thing <laughs> oh god god where do we even begin that's I, the thing i had i had an, i thought that we could start by talking about like when we first saw it and like the number of times that people have told us to watch it and stuff like that because <laughs> i do think that this is one of those movies that you just get told constantly as soon as you become a film fan it's just like have you seen the godfather yeah, yeah that's really true that's a good point i kind of i feel like i don't know i mean it's probably about five years ago now I'd hmm. say the first time I saw The Godfather, it was fairly late in my, like, I guess, film-going life, hmm. I suppose. But I think it's one of those things where you sort of, I think, especially when you're somebody who kind of is just getting into film, you kind of resist to the idea that yeah. something is, you know, as good as everybody makes it out to be, yeah. you know? You, yeah. you don't want to be, like, you know, you don't want that to be, like... <laughs> Sorry, this is really funny. I just looked it up on Letterboxd to sort of try and see if I logged it for the first time. Yeah, I watched it for the first time on Friday, July 24th, 2015. Um, but anyway, but I searched <coughs> for it on Letterboxd and it's just lists, like people's lists, rank, <laughs> ranking each movie. But like, every list is just one, two, three. <laughs> so, I just scroll down and it's like seven identical lists. I mean, the with... wrong opinion as well. Because yeah, it's two, one, three. I mean, I don't know. We haven't seen three yet. Maybe three is like a masterpiece. <laughs> I mean, we'll get there three. eventually. But like, I feel like I'm gonna really want to go to bat for three. Yeah, I, I just, I, I feel it in my heart. I mean, I'm already like, you know, if we're gonna talk Coppola, which obviously we will have to do. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fully certified one from the heart stand. So nice. I'm like, yeah, come on, like we can. We can give we can give Godfather three a go. Like yeah, it can't yeah. be that. <laughs> can it? I don't Who know. Knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who can say? But yeah, no. I mean, yeah, twenty fifteen. So five years ago now. And I suppose I don't know. I feel like my opinion on it hasn't changed an awful lot. I mean, mm. I, not necessarily that I like it more, but more that I I get what it is in the context of everything you know, like <laughs> yeah. I, understand, I understand why this movie is like 
the movie now. I'm yeah. like, oh, I see. Like, this is in everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is just how, like... People tell stories about men now, which is <laughs> yeah. such a, which sounds like such a like big sweeping statement, but it really is true. You no, know, I like think it's it is, yeah. completely kind of become absorbed by just culture as like a whole, really, yeah. which is a yeah. bananas thing for a, like a <laughs> for a movie made by a man who was like, I need to pay off my studio debt. <laughs> like, it's just you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I saw I saw it for the first time in full, I think it was last year, maybe it was this year, pretty sure last year. Mm-hmm. And before that, I'd seen half of it twice before I, like, fell asleep or got distracted. <laughs> so you saw, like, 0.5, The Godfather, point, 0.5. Exactly, exactly. You hadn't like, seen the whole film. <laughs> and when I was watching the whole thing for the first time, I was like, oh, I watched way more of this than I thought I had. You know, I've got through, like, I was watching it and I'm like, well, I remember all of this. And then <laughs> yeah. it gets to, I think, Sicily. And I was like, well, I've seen this. I'm, you know, I've seen most of the movie. Then you look at the runtime and it's like, no, no, there's still, there's still <laughs> half, like half a movie left. left. Yeah. You've just watched a movie's worth of The Godfather, but you haven't watched <laughs> the entire Godfather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I do think it's one of those things where, especially because I watched it so late, having seen all of, you know, all of the stuff, but so much of the stuff that was inspired by it, mm-hmm. and then watching it and being like, right, of course, this is completely familiar, even though... Yeah. I hadn't seen it before, just having seen all of the references and everything and just phrases from it that are repeated, like that going to the Vouchers thing, I always think about You've Got Mail, like it's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just intrinsically yeah. related. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that you get told to watch constantly. I think anytime a man knows that you like movies, they're like, have you seen The Godfather? And I'm like, no, I have. And I would like to talk to you about it, maybe. Yeah, tell me, tell me about the god. Yeah, it's. I don't want this to become a like. Men are always making me watch the Godfather no, no. podcast. No, we love to watch the Godfather. We're here. We're very happy to watch the Godfather. Yeah, we're um, not. We're not in the camp of like. My boyfriend keeps making me read Infamous Jest or whatever. Like that's not the vibe. Like we like the things that we're talking about. We do. We like these things. We um, love things. Like sometimes the men have a point. Like I hate yeah. to say it, but yeah. unfortunately, you know, sometimes they say the Godfather is good, and they're they're right. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's exactly. good. It can be good. It can be both <laughs> things. You know, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. Like it really does feel like it's. It's like um, it's like you're watching it backwards. Like you're sort of going, mm. oh yeah, I'm like piecing this together now from things that I already knew. It's yeah, it's like a memento experience. It is. Like yeah. you're just you know you're seeing like the horse's head in the bed on your like phone. You yeah, know? and you're like, yeah. ah yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange. But I think the fact that it works as well as it does still despite that mm. is clearly a testament to just how well it works how kind of you know how definitive it is and the fact that it doesn't feel hokey and mm. kind of overdone and you know that the impact of those moments isn't lessened at all mm. by just history and time yeah. is yeah it's good it's good. i don't think there's like a way to spoil the godfather like, I think that you could literally hear the entire plot mm. and watch it and you would get exactly the same thing out of it. Which I think is also part of the staying power, right? That These movies that you can watch over and over again mm. and that still work the same way and maybe work better because you're, like, the beats are so familiar. Mm. Yeah, or there are certainly films that you watch once and you're like, well, 
you know, great. Yeah, keep moving, but yeah. Yeah, never again. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, even just like what I said, you know, the horse's head in the bed thing mm. is so, I always forget how violent it is because it's mm. so, you know, it's something that is referenced so often mm, and yeah. in things and it's kind of, you know, it's, com- there's a air of comedy to it, I think, in the way that a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. And, in the film, it is—it's so grotesque. It's like, really it's bad. So awful. He just—you know—he opens the sheets up, and there's all the blood, and it's just—yeah, yeah, it's very visually unpleasant and like sticky, and you're like, yeah, yeah oh, it's this yeah, is the awful. Sti- it is, yeah. Because his sheets are so shiny. We'll get. I mean, we'll get to it. Are we going to do stuff in order? I feel like I don't know if there is a way to do this movie like in order. No, I mean it's it's weird because like the first hour of the movie is about like Johnny Fontaine. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, great. I love it. Big fan. We we stand Johnny Fontaine. But like, (laughs) you know, that's maybe that's not the most productive way to talk about this movie going plot plot wise. I mean, yeah. You know, it helps, right? I mean, yeah. because the because wedding so, is yeah. such a big part of the film. Mm. Like, it's it goes on for so long. Like, yeah. You know, I have, yeah, two pages of notes just from the wedding, which is, <laughs> you know, because I guess it is sort of, it kind of just sets up the whole thing, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, that beginning. But I mean, maybe it's best that we start about, we start with, like, where was Al when this movie starts how is how is al slotting into this movie That's like a good, because good point, yeah. my my favorite quote from the wikipedia page of the godfather <laughs> which i have read very recently is that paramount executive found pacino too short to play michael <laughs> which i have been thinking about all weeks since i do have I a, the movie a direct quote from bob evans who was i think the, the paramount guy and mm-hmm. got into many fights with coppola <laughs> over this movie and there's a famous yeah. telegram about it and stuff but um he used to call Al that little dwarf, which is oh my God. What's like, mean? awful, but so funny. Um, they went well. So okay, it started out, and Coppola had his had his cast sorted, right? Like he knew who he wanted, and it was the cast that he ended up getting. He wanted Jimmy Carr as Sonny. He wanted um, Duval as Hagen, Al as Michael, and Brando as Vito. Those were his like he wanted that from the start. They were his guys. Sure. Yeah, but then. The problem is, like, Brando at this point, we, I don't want to spend too much time on Brando because he's a whole, like, can of worms, but um, he was not, he was fat, he was not sellable as an actor, he was, like, just, like, had been a disaster for years and it was already a battle to get him cast. And then they had another battle with the fact that Al was unknown, short, like, seemed too much like a kid to be able to play this, like, college boy kind of thing is, is the, the theory. Um and so, so you had to just do test after test after test, just screen test after screen test. And it got to the point where he was like, they don't want me. I don't want to keep doing this. This is miserable. You're, they were making him do the scene at the wedding when he's talking to uh, Kay and he's basically delivering exposition and they kept making yeah. him do that scene. Oof, and they yeah. were saying, oh, he's got he's got no life. Like, he's not doing anything. And he's saying, well, there's nothing to do. I mean, yeah. they're making me do an exposition scene. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to do anything with this? Um, but yeah, they just they kept doing the testing, and eventually, well, they cast him, and then they kept trying to get him fired for the start of the movie. So <laughs> they're watching the dailies, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know about this kid. This like, guy. maybe we should restart." Oh my um, God! Wow. And apparently, Jimmy Khan he tested well 
as both Tom Hagen and Michael as well. So they, you know, he could have kind of slotted into anywhere. I love James Caan so much. I love him. This this could very easily become just an episode of us talking about James Caan. Oh, hundred percent. Obsessed with him, and I'm obsessed with his performance in this movie because it is so. I don't know. He's just he's great. He's so good. <laughs> he's but perfect, I yeah. I cannot. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's again. It's that like retroactive mm. thing. I could probably see him as Hagen, but. Uh, he's just not Michael at all. No. In my mind. I'm like, no, that's so weird. Like, he's, <laughs> he's too tall. <laughs> he needs to just be a little guy, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just a little, a tiny little man. But <laughs> that's really, that's really funny that they were just like, we have to get this guy out of here. He yeah. does not know what he's doing. But apparently, yeah, and I was reading apparently that on set, the other actors felt the same way. That like oh. that Al didn't know what he was doing because I mean this character is so underplayed right he's he is yeah. doing like quite a little amount but it's all it all mm. comes across in in his face but I can imagine being on set and this guy's just kind of sitting there most of the time <laughs> just yeah. like saying yeah. a couple of things and you're like this guy is just a hack he doesn't know what he's doing but then obviously it, when you watch the dailies and stuff it turns out that he is doing something helpful yeah <laughs> for the yeah. movie Abs- absolutely absolutely and I think that that. In a way, it really helps because Michael is so immediately an outsider. Yeah. He feels so, like, out of place when he arrives at the wedding and everyone's, you know, there in their little mafia suits and he shows up in <laughs> uniform and it, he's, like, with his blonde girlfriend. Yeah, his like, lofty girlfriend. Yeah, everyone's like, who the fuck is this guy, man? <laughs> like, what is his deal? Like, what's going on here? This guy's your family? This guy's your son? Like, it's yeah. so... He is so obviously detached from everything that's yeah. going on from the go even though he does as you say kind of deliver like the first thing that he says in the movie is essentially exposition yeah being like so this is this person and they're related yeah. to this person and but yeah it, it i guess it must it really does help that he was kind of being shut on by everybody he was yeah. working for at the time because it comes across you know he he sort of has this yeah, this simmering undercurrent of, like, not necessarily resentment, but there's a desire to kind of want to set himself apart yeah. from everything there, which is, yeah, very immediately apparent, very clear from the jump. That yeah. He's just like, I'm not, whatever this is, I'm not into it. I don't want to be yeah. part of it. So, yeah, poor Al, that sounds really upsetting. I'm very sad for him. <laughs> oh, I do, I, there is a sort, of, a sort of vaguely fun fact, which is, he when when he was signing for Godfather, he was supposed to be making a film called The Gang That Couldn't Shoot Straight, mm-hmm. which is an MGM film, and he ended up in a kind of lawsuit situation because of this, because he had to drop out of it in order oh, to make sure. The Godfather. And then, but when he dropped out, uh, they replaced him with De Niro, who was at that oh. point a relatively unknown actor who'd done some stuff with with the Palmer, and that was about wow. it. So there you go. So these, these guys. Yeah. These two, these boys, just circling, circling each other like little little Italian sharks. <laughs> like they're just, you know. Oh, I wish if Al was in Shark Tale, that would make it so much better. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, "Imagine if De Niro was in the Godfather." <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer it if he was just in old man makeup instead of Brando. <laughs> like... Shark Tale, perfect. Shark Tale, yeah, that's the key a key text, I think. Shark Tale. Yeah, he could um, he could be in Shark Tale. I think he could, he could do that. He could do it. He'd make a good. I think he'd probably be better than De Niro. Maybe. 
Wow. You know, just because he brings the energy that you need for a kid's yeah. movie. You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, he could do it. He'd be good at it, I think. I don't know, maybe they'll rope him into like a fucking Disney remake of something at some no, point in probably, the future. Yeah. Probably, right? Like, he'll play, I don't know, Quasimodo in live yeah. action. <laughs> that would be atrocious. <laughs> Whatever that movie is called. I can't even remember. The Hunchback, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd be great. He'd be great. Yeah, yeah, he would. Wonderful. He'd he'd mocap it. He'd be like there in the (laughs) suit. Yeah. Anyway, I can't even remember. Yeah, he's too short. Everyone, nobody likes him. But he's good. He's good. But I guess it's nice to know that Coppola kind of saw it in him from the go. Uh, But I guess Coppola has this history of kind of picking people up. You know, he's got an amazing roster of people that he discovered. You know, right up to like people who are still kind of relatively new to the industry today, which is pretty cool. Good for him. Good yeah, exactly. I also, I think this being pretty, uh, I mean, it's sort of early in Coppola's career and it sort of isn't, right? Like he's been doing stuff for a long time and he's making films in his 20s, but this is his first like major project. Mm. But he's refusing to back down on everything, basically. Yeah. It seems like that's kind of the history of this film is that he knew what he wanted and they were taking this sort of pulpy, like, you know, this book that was, you know, a bestseller and stuff. And at first they wanted to stop to, for it not to be a period feature, which would have been insane. They wanted ah. it to be set in modern day. And then they wanted to, you know, all of this stuff, they wanted it to be shorter and everything like that. And he knew what he wanted from the start and was fighting for it and refusing to back down on everything and got what he wanted and, you know, produced an incredible film out of it. It's one of those things where sometimes like people being pushed helps Right? If, the, if you're like yeah. someone's doing something insane, they need to be like, okay, take it just a step down. But I think yeah. he's one of those filmmakers that knows what he wants and just has to do it. And then and yeah. then it's either a yeah. massive disaster or it's a genius. <laughs> like, it's, you know. Yeah. And it's so interesting how that oscillates, like how it goes, you know, this and something like Apocalypse Now, which are both yeah. such big movies and so, you know, a terrorist, I guess. Yeah. You know, from his brain. Whereas, you know, sometimes something just won't work in that context and you know that was something I was thinking about when I was watching this and it's like Mm. is the best way to get sometimes the best way to get work out of people like this is just to like flatten them down as much as possible just to be like look I I know that you want to do this and I know you want it to be three hours long and I know you want to cast everybody you want to cast but you can't do that so you're gonna have to work out exactly what it is that you need from this yeah to make this work and we will give you the bare minimum and sometimes that's the best way to make a movie for some filmmakers that's kind of the best thing for you to just have everything stripped back (laughs) but yeah he kind of he kind of thrives in excess i think so yeah does our pal francis you know he's (laughs) he's he's got a very i think he has a an interesting way of talking about something that is sort of maximalist and mm. i guess the godfather is that because it you know it spans generations and it's about it's about a it's a <laughs> it's about america it's about <laughs> you know the history of kind of a whole dynasty basically yeah. and like you know even if he hadn't made 2 and 3 like it's still a movie that spans you know a life basically yeah. almost yeah. you know and it yeah, to be able to condense it down, even though, I mean, it's a long movie. It's not like he was, like, 90 minutes on <laughs> the life of Michael Corleone, done and out. Like, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's it's impressive. He's good. Hot take. 
uh, Francis Ford Coppola good filmmaker. <laughs> wow, <laughs> huge, huge. I know, I know, causing controversy on the pod. She's she's at it again. <laughs> there was something I read, it was something really interesting about Fran- uh, Coppola and Gordon Willis and their relationship on this film, because Gordon Willis is this, you know, incredibly experienced, incredible DP, right? Just, and set kind of the tone for mm. the 70s, basically, with the way this movie works and other ones that he shot. And seemed to be a DP who wanted to direct himself. Oh, interesting. Um, And was just furious (laughs) with Coppola at all times because... Oh, no. Because it's stuff like, you know, Coppola is, is... a screenwriter first, right? That's he won his his first Oscar for Patton in, while they were making this movie, and he's a, an actor's director and all of this kind of thing. And he seems very open to opportunities to things that happen on the set, right? Not not an improvising yeah. kind of thing, but just if something happens, then that's working, great. Yeah, working with the rhythm of the thing. Exactly, but you know the problem with this movie is everything is so dark that if actors don't hit their marks they're not going to be in focus yeah um yeah. <laughs> and so god was just like please for the love of god everyone hit your marks so he's like handling basically handling all of that kind of precision stuff right mm. making sure that every and then coppola can kind of get the performances out of the, the actors and things like that so i think it ended up working extremely well but they just were just at each other's throats constantly oh and like god there's that the sucks. story that that when Michael's in the hospital, Al just turned into a different corridor because he just happened to make that decision. And it wasn't lit because, of course, it wasn't lit, right? Yeah. And yeah. Coppola is like, why isn't this lit? I want everything to be lit. And then and Willis is just like, that's not... I'm going to have to reset. It's going to take ages. And he's like, why is it going to take ages? And then Willis just stormed off and hid in his trailer. And he could, and Coppola couldn't get anyone to light it or shoot that scene because, obviously, like Willis's team is like, you're insane. Just give him some time. Yeah, but that yeah, sounds no. like a nightmare. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. It's a case I think of these oh like God. these terrible situations. Like, I don't think anyone had a good time making this movie, really. Yeah. I think it was generally yeah. quite miserable. But then it was worth it, I guess. Also, not yeah. as miserable as Apocalypse Now, I don't think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it could always be worse, I guess. Because, yeah. you know, Apocalypse Now basically drove everybody to like the edge of insanity. Yeah, exactly. Like, gave Martin Sheen a heart attack. Like, yeah. really just not good. Not good. Very bad. So I guess, yeah, count your blessings, crew of the Godfather. It could have been much worse. I know. That's so interesting. I had no kind of... I guess you sort of... It's very easy to think about these things in a very linear sort of way to be like mm. it's it's from the brain of one guy but there's yeah. so many there's so many things that have to go on to facilitate that kind of thing yeah you know if it means you know having to shoot a completely different bit of the building you know <laughs> yeah. like it and having to accommodate that and i guess yeah with pacino as well being the methody guy that he is mm. must you know make things very complicated in this kind of context yeah, to, to want to have the, the freedom to like make the choice, but yeah. also you're making a film and like other people are doing things as well. Yeah. You can't yeah. just do whatever you want. Apparently part of the problem with this, I'm just looking at my notes, is that all of these tests that they did, obviously that's taking up massive amounts of time. Mm. And so like Coppola had no prep time because Evans had made him do all of these tests. So he couldn't have, like he had very little time to scout locations, very little time to think about the movie. And he would write, like, rewrite the script every night, kind of thing, as they were oh, shooting. Wow, like, it was yeah. really kind of made, even though it took, you know, it was shooting for six months and things like that, but it was made kind of on a wire, like, mm-hmm. mm. not that much re- rehearsal time, not that much prep time. Yeah. Although there is the story that he would he would sit with Scorsese's parents 
and talk oh, to them and I like record that. record um Scorsese's dad talking and stuff so he oh. could get the, the voice down and things like that and it's just like oh you're doing research with your friends oh, I love this that's nice they're making a little project I love it so much. that's so I, sweet I know I just lo- also just love like Marty always I just oh, want him to just best. be involved in everything because he's the I, best. his parents rule they're so great oh, I'm 100% so <laughs> they're the best Honestly, if I'd met them, I would just talk to them all. Like, that would just be all I would do, is just be like, hey, guys, you want to hang out? Tell me just about everything. Just about your life, about what you did today. Like, I just want to know all of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do think that's also, like, an understanding that Coppola has of his, like, limitations as well of understanding in this world. Because, I mean, he grew up, obviously, in an Italian family, but... He grew up kind of moving around the country. He didn't. He wasn't in New York that much. Not in the same mm-hmm. way that Scorsese and his family were. Yeah, I, I think there's like there's a version of this where he's the kind of director who is bullish about everything and he thinks that he knows everything as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it seems clear that he is a collaborator and he doesn't assume that he knows exactly what he's talking about about everything yeah. kind of thing. He's he's prepared and he knows what he wants, but it's not um it's not that egotistical that he thinks yeah. he's the one guy. Yeah, he's not the be-all and end-all of exactly. the thing that he's making. Yeah, because I mean, you know, if we, I kind of, you know, it's like the George Lucas thing, isn't it? Mm. You know, like, it's like, you have to learn to be a part of mm. the machine, you know? Mm. You have to kind of, you know, there's that Spielberg story, you know, with Shia LaBeouf, it's like, you have to sell the car. You've got to just, like, do the work. You've got to be yeah. part of the whole thing you know it's a big yeah. thing and this is a big movie it's such yeah. a big movie and there's so much to talk about in terms of the actual film itself and everything that surrounds it you know you could spend you could probably do an hour of this podcast on just every performance in the yeah oh, every person in this movie just focus on them i feel like you could you could if you watch this movie like as many times as you could watch it in a day, and mm. just focused on a different person each time, mm. and just just watched them and just focused on what they were doing in every yeah. scene that they're in, would be would change the way that you think about the movie so much. Yeah, even if it is just in these little moments, you know, it's yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? It's so it much. is a lot. It's just the most. Movie. I'm, I'm still like like worried about it. Even though we've been talking for kind of half an hour. I'm still like, oh god. It's just so we much to talk even, about. I know we haven't even like covered the plot yet. We've just talked I know. around it. I mean, I I don't know, man. Like, what is there to say about the plot? Like, <laughs> yeah, because I have got I've got significant notes about the plot, but I don't know how interesting it is for us to just say what happens because it's a plot dense movie. I think. I guess Although so, the kind yeah. of the themes are kind of overarching and the specifics are not, yeah, it's complicated. as important. Maybe. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's really complicated because it's sort of it is like you say plot heavy, but I guess in terms of how we're coming at it, it's it's sort of if you're thinking about it as a movie about Michael, then you're mm. kind of. I don't know. If you're following him from event to event, then it's mm. sort of it's a slightly clearer line Definitely, of yeah. travel, I suppose. It's just because yeah. there's all the kind of color around it, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, it's sort of like I said, it kind of everyone in The Godfather is kind of in their own little movie. They're all kind yeah. of they're all yeah. the protagonist of their own thing. Yeah, definitely. And we kind of, you know, we get to dip in and out, but it's it's part of this whole big thing. It seems like the 
there's a lot of it's contextualizing Michael, right? I do think that he is the focus of the film as much as Brando's performances, especially mm-hmm. in the first half, is like massive and important. And Al has less to do, I think, until he gets back from Sicily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe no. Well, until <laughs> we'll get there. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about Sicily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God. Um, but um, when we see what other people are doing, it's it's so that we know why Michael is doing something. So it's it's you know, if we talk about Sicily, the reason that he comes back, we have to see what happens in order to make him come back to New York after being in Sicily, so that mm-hmm. we can see like the reasoning behind that. It's less kind of. Because there are there are time frames that skip and things like that. There's there's sort of years that you you miss that you don't really. Mm. I actually wanted to ask you about something mm. because, as I said, doing my intensive research on the Godfather Wikipedia page, <laughs> yeah, I saw that Michael Corleone was voted like in a not sight and sound poll, but like an AFI poll or something. Yeah, the eleventh greatest movie villain of all time. Do you think? Michael is a villain. No. Which I, I, it seems like, I read it, I was like, what? That's, ins- actually, that's an insane thing to say. It I seems have, like an insane thing to say. There, there was something, Gordon Willis was talking about shooting this film and the opening shot of Vito and that he was supposed to be this monolith of evil. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, I don't know that I see Vito as being evil either. Yeah, you I think that's... Yeah. The value of the film, right? That that yeah. these people, you're like, I'm rooting for this guy who's clearly murdered a bunch of people and is doing a lot of very bad things. But I mean, yeah. that's the whole point, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can tell that they're bad people, but whether yeah. or not they're villains is kind of, feels like such a divide. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know that like, you know, killing all these people is bad and doing all these things are bad. And like, yeah. I'm aware of that. I'm conscious that that is, you know, not what we should all be doing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that, you know, I think calling somebody a villain is such a black and white way of describing a, a character that is clearly, or anyone that is imbued with so much nuance and the whole no, exactly. thing is so. I think you know, a big part of it as well is, is about Michael's struggle with you know, with making these decisions, with, with mm. being in this life and his moral, you know, choices that he's making and, uh, you know, and his hardening and, and stuff through the film is clearly a byproduct of that. I mean, especially in 2, I think that's mm. what happened. That's the main thing of 2 is him just closing off because of all of this violence. But I started calling it 2, like, the experience of Sopranos. <laughs> I was going to bring up Sopranos. I was like, it's about time that I brought up Sopranos because <laughs> kept thinking about Sopranos the entire time I was watching this movie. I have a yeah. big note in my notes that's like, this reminds me so much of Sopranos season six. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is, yeah, fresh in my brain. But it's the same thing, isn't it? Like, you spend enough time with these guys yeah. to to want to root for them. Like, to exactly. want to be like, well, you know, I mean, they killed some people, but that doesn't make them a bad person. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, they've got, they've got flaws. They've got a lot of, there's a lot going on for these guys. Yeah. And yeah, it just, yeah, it seems like such a, such a strange way to talk about this movie, to be like, this is the hero, like, who's the hero? If they're the villain, there's no who's hero. The hero? I mean, Kay, Kay is the hero. Like, I don't know. But Kay doesn't get to do anything. Exactly, Kay exactly. Just exists. It's really, yeah, I think that's kind of an insane... I mean, of all of the movies to... <laughs> yeah, right? To ascribe and, that to, just, yeah. Yeah, that's an, yeah, a really, really insane opinion, I think. And just, yeah, completely kind of wiping the movie of all of its 
like all the things that make this movie good are the fact that it's not yeah. a movie about a villain. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. I, really, I mean, that really would be like, yeah, the, the kind of baby's first screenwriting kind of thing to do <laughs> would be like, this guy's evil and this guy's good. And we're going to put like, that's not what this movie's about at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's about all. bad people doing bad things and being complicated and, you know, <laughs> yeah. the things yeah. you do for your family and all of this, you know, yeah. it's not. Yeah, God, like it's, yeah. I mean, come on. Like it just, it's the, it's the logical end of like, you know, how much does your family mean to you? How much would you do for the people that you care about in your yeah. life? Like, what is the, the the furthest extreme that you can push that? It's yeah. not about, like, gangsters, they're bad guys. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, great, yeah. thanks. <laughs> like, ooh, the mafia are bad. Never heard I that before. I do think there is, because this this sort of, I guess it's moral relativism, sort of, but <laughs> this thing of this Great. movie, like the 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 bad guys, bad, quote unquote bad guys, right? That they're that these the heroes are also. Um, I've started doing it as well. Jesus, the the protagonist is not a good person and is doing all of these criminal things. And I think that this is one of these recent things when this film comes out that there's a possibility for the bad guy, quote unquote, not to die at the end, right? Mm-hmm. That that something like. I mean, it starts with Bonnie and Clyde, and it's all of this sort of early New Hollywood stuff where you're rooting for these criminals, which is a new thing. I mean, to to have someone complicated rather than someone who's just good and trying to get the bad guy is mm-hmm. relatively recent. And then this takes it even further that that you're rooting for him, and he ends the film in some ways with a victory, in other ways with like yeah. <laughs> a terrible yeah. you know thing. But you know, in, yeah. in terms of his his goals, I suppose he he ends with a victory yeah he's sold his soul and you're like go michael yeah yeah nice one <laughs> yeah yeah Good, nice work on alienating everybody you ever <laughs> cared about <laughs> nice work yep because uh-huh. it's it's very strange to think about how we've kind of gone almost full circle from this where it now mm. feels like if the godfather came out today it would be like why are people rooting for Michael? He's so problematic. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, how could you? Like, you know, it. yeah, this weird kind of moral purity that people kind of impute on things now. You know, you can't yeah. like villains. Like, this whole kind of conversation around, I don't know, something like, someone like Kylo Ren in Star mm. Wars. Like, let's not make this about Star Wars. I don't want to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> but, <laughs> But you know, let's do it in the, no. in the Godfather episode. Let's go into Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, look, we're a hop, skip, and a jump away from George Lucas. Like, we can yes. get into Star Wars if we really wanted to. But... No, no, no. Let's let's save that That's for not... uh, oh George Lupod or whatever. <laughs> Pod Lucas. <laughs> George George podcast. Oh God. Oh yes, perfect, oh, excellent. I can't bear it. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I completely derailed the point that you were making there. I can't about... even remember what I was trying to say. Yeah, like villains. Like we're sort of, yeah. you know, people don't want to like. No one, no one's interested in being like, oh well, I like this character because I think that they're interesting and I think that they yeah. have, you know, there's a there's a sense of moral complication there. Whereas, yeah. you know, it's a lot, now it's sort of, a lot of the time it feels like, oh, you can't like this person because they're bad and they, yeah. you know, they ruin the hero's adventure and it's like, come on, <laughs> we can all be adults about this just because, like, you know, these films are ostensibly for children doesn't mean that you have to talk about them, like, 
you're explaining something to somebody very small. Like, you know, we should be <laughs> <Like> teaching... <I'll... laughs> a tiny, tiny man. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you're right. No, it's it's like a... It's a... Yeah, it's, it's an oversimplification, I think, that the people want people to be good or evil. Yeah. And I think that part of the value of cinema um, <laughs> is that you can you can have these characters that take things to an extreme... But it is still speaking to human behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, like you said, it's what Michael is doing is a massive extreme of how would you, well, how far would you go to take care of your family? But it's a question that is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And the way it's, it's portrayed on film in this way because it's more interesting to watch. You know, it's it's more fun to watch someone take this to an extreme than it is yeah. to, you know, just watch a normal family. Although I think yeah. I would probably enjoy that as well because I like yeah, the I was movies, gonna but, say. You know, I mean, we like we like normal families as much as we do crime families but yeah it's yeah it's it's a logical jump it's like well you know i would it's like anyone if anyone gets heated about anything it's like oh i'll kill them like you know like you won't but like yeah if you were a mafia don in the 1940s maybe you would (laughs) yeah yeah you know maybe that's just what would happen and again i think with my like sopranos brain that's kind Mm. of been clicked into place again by watching this about how how much of it's all about sort of respect and about like mm. respectability politics and kind of like yeah. you know you you've done this thing and it has you know it's disrespected somebody in my family or it's disrespectful to me like it's you know you come to my you come to my house on the day of my daughter's <laughs> wedding and you disrespect me which isn't the line i you know on the day my daughter is to be married on the day my daughter is to be married i that's, believe that's what it is that's yeah, what you're right sure. you're right you're right but it's not yeah it's you know one of those classic misquoted yeah, misquote yeah. all the time but yeah it's about like how people are like you know there's this sense of kind of moral righteousness that you have to be like yeah. you know i can't do that because it would be crossing some kind of line that i don't want you know that shouldn't mm. be crossed you know you can't it's yeah it's also murky it's also much about social contracts and yeah as much as it is about like you know shooting people it's yeah it's, it's yeah i mean it's this it's this kind of I mean, this is the theory that we've that I've stolen from. Um, you're wrong about, uh, but um, that that it's about this sort of making this society separate from American society, right? Because they're not able to be part of American society in this proper way, so they have to create their own rules and their own laws and their own whatever and stuff like you know, if you kill, you can kill basically anyone. But if it's you know, if it's someone in a family, if it's someone who's made, you know, it's not that they use that language in this film, but then that's a problem. Then you've then you've caused like issues for yourself. But otherwise everyone's expendable. I mean it's mm. sort of a it's all just it's an echo of, I guess, the way we do things in actual society, right? Mm. But it's it's them them controlling I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Controlling no, themselves in a way. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well that's I mean, you know, to take it back like I kind of said about the wedding earlier, it feels yeah, like the whole yeah. the opening is such a microcosm. You know, Vito sitting yeah. in the chair, being like, you know, you you found paradise in America, but you you come to me. You, I yeah. I am the one that has to like deal with your nonsense. You're asking me to deal with this, even though you have been off reaping the benefits of living in this yeah this society that we now live in. Yeah, yeah, it is so yeah so kind of hermetically sealed in this way that uh, someone who is an outsider as as michael is and uh, as Kay is that it's so apparent from the go that it's just yeah. like why are you here like what is what do you stand to gain from being here what and it, what's your place in this i mean where yeah. how do you fit into this thing that we've created that you don't slot yeah. into as easily 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it is. I mean, Vito's holding court, basically, right? Like, he's yeah. the king and he's holding court. That's, that's you know, it's yeah. the same way things are always set up, right? It's 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 how it works. Um, yeah. The guy at the top is hearing people's complaints on this specific day that he's, you know... <laughs> allowed to hear complaints, yeah. Exactly. Which is so strange. I've sort of... I really did want to look up the, like, whole first day, like, day of your daughter's yeah. wedding thing, because I'm like, yeah. is this a real thing? Like, you're allowed to, like... That's the thing. I don't know how much of this is just, like, Mario Puzo's invention. Or I was going to say, is, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he... I know that they did, they did talk to, like... Mafia people, and I know that Al spent some time of course he did. with some mafia people, obviously, because he's method. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was but, yeah, making his bones on the streets of New York. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But then I don't know how much. I mean, I think they did also get in trouble. Like they were, they were being sort of blocked from shooting places by the kind of oh. head of the New York mob and stuff like that. Because <laughs> that makes he was, sense. Yeah, he was mad at the movie and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I suppose it doesn't matter that much how real it is in the in the sense of the actual mob, because, I mean, it's not supposed to be... I think I think Scorsese's mafia films are more uh, realistic in that hmm. sense. Yeah, it, it seems That probably. seems more like what it's actually like. Yeah. Although they're, they're, they're a different section of, I suppose, the um, whole system, but... Yeah, I guess so. And it's sort of more of a... Do you think it's a period thing that there's this kind of... Mm. There's this casualization of it in the Scorsese films, which feels... Mm. Because I guess it's a it's a period of time closer to the period of time that we all kind of know and that we mm. understand and that we kind of process in, in movies. Whereas this kind of weird post-war period that The Godfather is set in feels very... Everything feels very stiff and very kind of, yeah. you know, formal, I suppose. Everything's very, like... It's all very written in stone you know you've got yeah. to do this you have to do this you know and when someone asks you to do this you do that and yeah you, know, you you come to his house on the day of his daughter's wedding <laughs> and you know it yeah it's very it's, rigid yeah it's the it's the first generation thing as well like if we're talking about mm. this as an immigrant story it's the i mean that Vito and his generation came over from italy and they're still holding on to all of this stuff all of these rules and laws from the old country yeah and i yeah. mean then taking it not to constantly talk about the sopranos but I think I think Sopranos is so interesting in how it deals with that kind of thing. Like when they go back to Italy, which is such a great episode. Oh, I love um, that episode. I really and, love that episode. Yeah, and they're just sort of baffled because it's diff- It's different. It's they're they're not Italian in that sense anymore. They're Italian Americans, which is yeah. a whole separate thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. Whereas this, I mean, still like Michael speaks Italian, and and when he's running away, he goes to Sicily. It's there's still that direct connection yeah with the old country that yeah. i suppose gets because i mean like, that must have been i wanted to do some research and i just didn't do it but about italian <laughs> history like post because it's post mussolini right mm, mm-hmm. yeah and i guess yeah. that must but then because in the in two it's that Vito comes he must come in the 20s or something like that right yeah it looks yeah it looks like 1920s kind of new york yeah, yeah. so i suppose maybe that was because it, it must be that, that i mean if it's also because Scorsese's parents, would they be... Because I'm trying to think if there was like a big... If there was like some big wave and that was when people, you know? Or if it was more yeah. gradual, but I don't Maybe. Know. I mean, I can imagine that there was, you know, peaks and troughs throughout yeah. history, especially post-World War One, I, I guess. Yeah, I that imagine. makes sense. But... I don't know. It's yeah. yeah we are not again. Historians. We're not historians. <laughs> this isn't a. This isn't a history podcast. This is a movie yeah. podcast. I mean, <laughs> I think you saying I should have researched this, but I didn't want to. It's like very. <laughs> it's like yeah. Okay, we don't have that's, to. That's the brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, it is interesting. And I mean, you know, like, not to be funny, but this and, uh, like, Goodfellas and The Sopranos are kind of, like, the pillars of American gangster movie culture. It makes perfect sense to talk about them in relation to this film because it's so much, like, it does feel like each is kind of, like, it's like they're each sort of a Pokemon evolution of the next one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. It does, for sure. It's just, yeah, they're sort of... it, It is very much about how... Yeah, the the immigrant experience changes mm. and that shift, like you say, from Italian to, you know, Italian-American. Like, when does that sort of shift happen? At what yeah. point does that change? And, yeah, it's so weighty, man. Like, even like you said, when when Michael does go to Sicily and he's like, suddenly mm. he's got his little hat on and he's like dressed <laughs> like everyone else, and, you know. And his Italian's okay, but it's not great. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, he can, he can do a bit, but like not a lot. And, yeah. Yeah, even like even in that second generation, you sort of you see the cracks already. You're mm. like, yeah, he's a little bit too socialized already. I mean, this. I think that's the the when he like, I mean, that's his entrance, right? Because he's this he's this American war hero. He's he's fought for America, you mm-hmm. know, against Italy. I would assume. I mean, not maybe not directly, but anyway. Um, and he's got this wasp girlfriend who's yeah. this you know blonde girl who's just american and has absolutely no you know no understanding of how this whole thing works and he's he is sort of the the first step in the american dream you know for this family this first step to legitimization and i mean when this skips ahead but when he's talking to vito in the in the garden which is one of my favorite scenes i think Mm. um Mm. and vito says you know you were supposed to be a congressman you were supposed to be yeah you know you were supposed to be the first of us that that gets out of this and that didn't happen, obviously, for reasons we may or may not get into if we talk about the plot. Um, but yeah, it's it's this it's this push towards that, and mm. Vito's entire point of doing all of this, the entire reason he's doing it, all of this is to make a world that's better for well, not a world, to make a life that's better for his children. Yeah, and whether or not he succeeds in that, who yeah. knows? But just it's just dawned on me how sad that scene is in hindsight Mm. to have him sitting there you know kind of literally on the verge of death being like you know i wanted something else for you but i i have to give you this burden which i guess again you know one of my favorite things about this movie and one of my favorite things about most of the movies that i like is that it's about fathers and sons being like yeah i'm sorry that i have to give you all of this you know yeah. this, this is just this is what i have to give you like i can give you i would love to be able to just give you the good things about my life but unfortunately i am your father and i have to give you all of the things about my yeah. life you know yeah. and you've got to carry that weight with you till it you know till you have a kid and then they can deal with it for a bit you know yeah it's, yeah the family and it's also yeah that <laughs> michael is the family <laughs> But it's also that Mike Michael being the the youngest, I think. I think there is some some interesting sort of family dynamics, just like like in very basic senses, where Sonny is such a firstborn son. He is such a yeah. like his whole energy yeah. is just you know so um, like cocksure, so like you know yeah. he knows exactly what he thinks, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's like the guy, right? Yeah, he's um, a real Kevin Roy, if you will. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> And then, and then Fredo is the. I mean, I think also that we sort of Connie sort of is 
somewhat separate. I don't know if she's actually the youngest, but it's yeah. the sons I think that are that are what is the key, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, uh, large adult sons. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then Fredo is just this like middle oh, child, Fredo. just absolute fool, yeah. who I love <laughs> so much. He he has like I thought he had more to do in this movie than so he does did I. have to do. So but when I. he shows up, I'm just like, oh, Fredo. <laughs> That's the other one. I would love a movie about Fredo in Las Vegas. Oh, I mean, that's. I was it. about to say when they go to Vegas and Fredo's just there in his like suit. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this is what I want to see. Fredo's out here making casino, and we just haven't been able he to is see him. The best guy. Oh, but, um, we love so him. so much. Such an yeah. I mean, we just can talk because he's sort of this like boy. impotent, just like yeah, useless yeah. guy yeah he does have big middle son energy like yeah. even if he isn't necessarily technically the middle son he has big middle son energy i think he is he is i don't know well, right i'm assuming because i'm pretty sure it's sunny and then because i think frodo frodo's definitely older than michael but then i don't know where connie connie sits, fits in so. but like you say connie is kind of an outlier because the, the plot twist she's a woman and women don't get a lot to do in this movie hate yep. to break we hate can, to break into you folks but <laughs> spend a fair amount of time talking about that i think for sure yeah i think so um, yeah even though it's kind of a i mean it I don't know how. I don't know how. It's, yeah, whatever. It's one of those things that like is so it's easy to complain about. But I do. I mean, I don't know how much you agree with, with this, but I think that the best thing really for me with these movies is I would just rather they didn't have women in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I completely agree. I I'm so yeah, very much of that opinion. I don't think that movies have to have women in them. <laughs> like, no, sorry. I would rather no women than a badly written woman. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know. Yeah, I do they... think. I mean, but there's also a case for like I love. Um, I can't. I don't even know what her name is. So I mean, but like Mama Corleone is just great. Yeah, yeah, she she's great. just a great presence. <laughs> but but she also just also has nothing. I mean, no one, none of the women have anything to do. But no, um, no, not at all. It's no. also not about them. So yeah, you know. it's not about them. I mean, like it's you know, it doesn't have to be about them. Like I think no. we see enough of. Connie and we see enough of Kay yeah. to be like yeah. this is what life is like for women in this world like this is yeah. just you're a wife and you're a mother and you suffer like yeah. you know yeah. unfortunately that's it like I'm sure that they both have rich inner lives and I would love that I was you know talking about it after I watched the movie when I was like why aren't there like great movies about mafia wives because that yeah. seems like such so a great untapped well of 100%. stuff it's like come on like these like they must see so much and they must feel so much and it feels insane that nobody's been like yeah, why it's, don't it's we... literally just married to the mob. That's it. Like that's the only. <laughs> yeah, and like and, and Sopranos. She's but, married I mean... to the mob. Like exactly. what more do you need to know? <laughs> Which yeah. is a great movie, but you know, oh, not yeah. in the not no. in the tradition of the Godfather. No. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess Carmela Soprano is kind of as close as we get to that. Yeah, and she's. I mean, she's wonderful. Like we love she's, her. Yeah. She's the best. But like the fact that that's sort of it, and it's taken that long. Yeah, and that's you know that's it. Like there hasn't been anything since or before or after. Yeah, I mean there's Lorraine Bracco in Goodfellas, but even she doesn't really get yeah. much. And she kind I mean, of she's got like a little bit, but but more than more than any of the women do in this, I think. Oh but... yeah, definitely. But she's kind of also very front loaded. Like it feels like yeah. her stuff is kind of she gets to do stuff at the beginning. But that's the thing that I do love about Good. I mean, among the things that I love about Goodfellas is that she mm. gets the voiceover for a while. Yeah, and kind of gets yeah. to be in her head for a little bit. It so feels like a, a more genuine lean to kind of wanting to talk about her than it would if yeah. you know we were if we didn't have that 
and we were just kind of following her around with Henry Hill, then it would feel a lot less engaged. I feel like yeah. that's the thing. One of the things I like about Goodfellas is that it feels like it genuinely sort of wants to engage with her as a person mm. and her lifestyle and how she kind of has to live. And even though it is, yeah. you know, it's not the bulk of the movie, but it's a certainly a relevant point. Yeah. You know, she gets more to do than someone like Kay, who basically gets absolutely nothing to do, which is, yeah. I mean, you know, like, I don't know. How do you, how do you talk about the women in this movie without kind of just bumming yourself out, I guess? Yeah, I do think, I was, go- I was about to say, you know, that Diane is very early in her career at this point, but then obviously so is Al, so that's yeah. not really a point to make. But she has more to do in the second one. True. But still not, a huge amount. And she is there to as a sort of figure, right? She's she represents something yeah. more than she's a character. Mm-hmm. And she's you know, when she I think that that we need her for the last scene to hit properly, right? We need oh, yeah. her for that kind of thing. Like she's she's necessary as as a symbol, but not mm-hmm. maybe as a character. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. it doesn't seem like like she and Michael have stuff in common. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean because the start of it, they are they are like a cute couple. I think. I mean, they're they're wandering around New York, like whatever, talking about <laughs> Christmas presents, and I'm yeah. like, Al is smiling. They must love each other. But yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't love her more if she was Ingrid Bergman. That's the thing. No, that she's that's really which is sort nice. of it's a. I mean, it's okay. Like yeah. it's not the best. Line Maybe that's like ever. bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, even if I was Ingrid Bergman, he wouldn't love me anymore. It's like, well, you know. Is that a good thing? Is that a good thing? I mean, it's just, let's be realistic here. Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, she is She is a. She is an important piece of the machinery of yeah. the Michael story, I think. But she is ultimately a piece of machinery. Like, it's yeah. not, you know, she, she delivers what she needs to do. And then she comes back and she does it again. And that's sort of, that's kind of it for her which is a bummer but like it's not again it's not really about them like I don't think that we have to have I don't think it has to be that rigid again with like the heroes and villains stuff it's Mm -hmm. like it doesn't have to be because it's not about women doesn't mean that it has to be sexist and bad like it's just it's just not about that that's not what is being discussed here you know this is a story with so much to say about how messed up masculinity is and how bad it is to be a man and have to feel like you have to be all the things that men have to be. To be a son. To be a son, a father, a father of sons, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know, just, you know, it's fine. It's fine that we don't have to talk about Kay in whatever capacity we have to talk about her. You know, it's okay. Like, and she, I don't know. I mean, would this movie be better if we got, you know, 10 minutes every now and then of her, like, having to talk to Michael about something? You know, her being like, why must you do this, Michael? Why are you killing these people? Like, would it be better? Yeah, no. Because she would just be the, the buzzkill, right? She would just be the nag, which is not an interesting position to be in. I mean, you need, it's, it's useful to have that character, I think, so that there's a question of, like the morality and someone is saying this is problematic like you should stop yeah but i don't know that that's something that you want to get every 10 minutes being like this is bad actually psa please don't murder people and then he carries on yeah 
But then yeah. I was also like, I did think when I was, I mean, we can talk about Sicily maybe later or maybe now. But um, just the fact that he doesn't, like, I would have loved just, just maybe a couple sentences between Michael and the boys about the fact that he had a girlfriend before, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, just something yeah. to show yeah. that he's not completely forgotten her and <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. know yeah I know it's very weird that he does go to Sicily and is immediately like ensorcelled by this woman oh, god <laughs> I hate this so much we, Sicily, I'm really yeah. glad that we both come down on the Sicily stuff in the exact same way which is no, like I hate this and I don't want to see it it's atrocious <laughs> it I really sucks. I really don't that's what that's really I do think if that wasn't in the movie I would like it substantially more yeah yeah i, I think it just agree. takes it just it's one of those things where like, i don't want to be like cut this thing out of this movie that people think is perfect but also cut that thing out of the movie yeah do it cut it out like stop it it's bad i hate it like i mean it's great to see italy you love to see her but like, yes uh, it's so uninteresting and it, it contributes nothing in my eyes anyway to like what we learn about i mean it's not like we see michael go home and like you know feel you know entrenched in the old country you know it's it doesn't feel no. like it's like a significant thing for him he kind of just bums around and then he he decides he's in love with like a farm girl oh, and they get married and then she explodes and that's like that's the end of the thing and no, then he has to go home. get married he he buy essentially buys her from yeah, her dad right? like, yeah. like it's just or like threatens her away from her dad yeah. i guess and they yeah. haven't said like a single word to each other by the time he's like do you want her to like she'll get her husband out of this which i mean again you know all of this stuff is like of course it's not about this blah 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 but yeah that is just insane like yeah it's just, yeah this, it is. that whole storyline is just yeah it's bad i just, yeah i like you say it sucks to be like could cut this out but you you probably could like i don't think that there's enough merit for it and it feels very novelly you know like it yeah, feels yeah, like this yeah. is like the bit in the novel where everything is kind of winding down and like puzo's like oh i don't know i'll i'll knock out a couple chapters about michael like i don't know fucking wandering around in wheat fields in sicily like yeah. it's not i mean he does look very beautiful but that's not the point <laughs> <laughs> i do think that's also that she so Apollonia is her name. This, this Apollonia, yes. Yeah. Michael's Michael's wife. Michael's yeah, uh, first wife. wife. Yeah, first wife, which is so weird. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is when he's he has to flee because I mean we can talk to, about the other bit in a minute, but he has to flee <laughs> America, and so he goes to Sicily, and then it seems like they just give him a wife so that he has something to do, <laughs> yeah. and then they have to kill her off because he has to go back to New York. Yep. And yeah. he can't go back to New York with a wife because he has to, for some reason, has to go Deal back with to his other wife. Yeah. yeah, but then it's like, then why did he have a wife? And I don't know. It just is just how I just don't know what the point of it is. I don't know what the reason. Yeah. What the character reason to have it in there is. What the plot reason to have it in there is. I just yeah. don't know. I agree. Like She's... all I can think of is that it like humanizes him and shows that he's whatever he's he's he is he's softening. In Sicily, I think, a bit. I guess, yeah. Comparatively, but... Yeah, I mean, you're the owl scholar. I'm like, I don't know... I don't see, you know... I don't think that it's necessarily... I don't think his performance changes that much in terms of no. his his stint in Italy. Like, I don't think... I think he's sort of... At that point, he's kind of... 
he's on his way to becoming the person that he is by the end of the yeah. film. This yeah. sort of slightly more stoic kind of, you know, the life has been, he's got dead shark eyes, you know, he's kind of, <laughs> yes. he's like, you know, all the life in there has kind of, whoop, like, just gone. And he's yeah. sort of kind of, it feels to me like he kind of checks out, Pacino and Michael both kind of check out when they're in Sicily. Like, it's sort of yeah. the least, I guess... I mean, but I there's nothing. Imagine... There's nothing active, right? Uh, that's what just, I'm. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Like, he's not a man who kind of. He's not a performer who does base level very well. Like, it's mm, not. Yeah. Not like you know. That's not a bad thing. Like. No. No. Totally. In terms of like, you know, if you want an actor that you're gonna want to watch, like, just sitting in a room, I don't think he's necessarily that guy. I don't think that's yeah. a bad thing, but I don't think that that's. I don't think that bodes well for what is wanted from this kind of chunk of the movie, which is yeah, to have yeah. a little more... Relaxed time. Yeah, just a little a little less kind of businessy, you know? Yeah, I think this. I think his performance... I, I mean, I love his performance in this film, I love his performance in all films, but <laughs> I do think that it sings better when he's got more to... When he's got more emotion to play, obviously. I mean, everyone's going to do better when they've got more emotion to play, but he plays the emotion so well that yeah. you want more of it. But yeah. then also you get into the point where like he did too much of that. So there's a there's a like a there's a yeah. point at which you need to stop. But yeah. and I and I do think the quiet moments make the like I mean the bit at the end when he starts when he shouts at Kay, I think that that explosion is more effective because he's been so quiet for the whole film. But I also yeah. do think the quiet bits like he doesn't know what to do yeah. as much. Yeah. It's I, I feel like it's, I sound like I'm like ragging on him, which is no. not what I want to do. <laughs> I'm like no, not my boy. No, no, of course. Listen, he's very good. I have no (laughs) complete. Like he's very good in The Godfather. He is a good actor. (laughs) I just, I think it's probably less about his performance and more about the fact that I, I don't think that it's uh, just not a productive use of his time on screen. If that makes sense. Like it just sort of is just this. I don't. This like you know weird little like. It's like um, oh, I don't know how to describe it, but it it really it feels very novelistic when it's like we're just gonna go over here for a chapter. We're just gonna yeah, go hang out in Italy for a bit, and you know nothing majorly important is going to yeah. happen. But we're gonna. It's the point when you go and get a drink, like it's yeah, like, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. I don't really need to watch this. I know the gist. Nothing massive is going to happen until the end in which case it's not even that massive because we don't know anything about Apollonia so like it's a shame she dies but uh, yeah it sucks that she dies and she dies in a way that is kind of horrific yeah kind of insane for a movie that's relatively low-key throughout I mean the shootings are obviously you know there is obviously death and there is obviously violence but for somebody to get blown up by a car bomb is just kind of a a big sort of yeah quite a lot to take in and like you said we really don't know anything about this woman other than that she has a father and her father is like okay you can marry this Italian from America and she's sort of just does it yeah you know it's like i mean mean, what's their plan like what what, (laughs) what's gonna happen before she dies i mean she is supposed to come back to america i think the whole i think that when she dies it's when they're going to drive to whatever the airport yeah they're talking ship actually but anyway whatever yeah they're talking Um, about taking her back to he's talking about taking her back to america like re-socializing yeah but so sure i guess but then it's one of those things like it's like she they clearly i guess have a kind of idyllic life 
very briefly in yeah. Italy. Yeah. And then and then New York comes knocking and they have to leave again. But yeah. I don't I just don't know what what the plan would have been <laughs> because yeah. they don't have a conversation. I mean, literally, they don't have a conversation <laughs> apart from yeah, they don't talk when he's like when they're like driving around and he's trying to teach her to drive. But that's not really a conversation. That's just him being like, oh god, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just her instructions being like, yeah, no, move, you know, pull here. Like it just yeah, yeah. it's not. I just it's <sighs> yeah, it's bad. I mean. I don't know, man. I don't know. I wish I had something more constructive to say about this part of the film, but I just don't. I know, yeah. It sucks that I don't. I wish I had a good I think take it on also it. it also is worse because the rest of it like I think also yeah, because the rest of the film is so good, it makes the less good bits worse, if that makes sense. Yeah. In comparison. And also I think that it's at the point in the film where it's I mean it's bridging between the two sort of sections, right? Between the before yeah. and after and I don't know that it needs that. I mean, you could just put an interval in and it would be fine. Like, yeah, you know, just true. tell people to go to go. Yeah, like... yeah, that would be maybe, that would make this probably a, a five-star movie for me. If they were just if like, there was an interval. we're going to have an interval, I'd be like, well, I mean, come on now. <laughs> I, I love, do love an interval. I love an interval. Yeah. Makes me so happy. It's great. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Movies should be plays is the thing that I'd say before. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. I, I stand by that. yeah i don't know maybe it's good that we're actually getting all of our like complaints out at the top you know this top hour (laughs) (laughs) i mean i do think yeah that's the main complaint right i think the rest of it yeah i think so pretty great trying to look through my notes and see if there's anything else that i've written down that's like hmm this is bad but i don't think there is i wrote poor diane keaton that's it yeah Let's let's talk let's talk plot, but I think we can talk plot as it pertains to Michael. So I think we can kind of maybe skip over the like LA stuff about Johnny Fontaine oh, and all of that. Although it's kind I of love interesting. Johnny Fontaine. Yeah. I mean that guy's just popping. I mean like <laughs> who plays Johnny Fontaine? I, I don't, don't even know. Idea. I just I mean it's Sinatra, right? That's the yeah, point. Yeah, they were gonna Sinatra. get they were gonna get sued if they actually called him Sinatra. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And that this is like something that actually happened. To Sinatra, I mean, I not the horse's head. I imagine. No, but, uh, I imagine not that. But like adjacent. I mean, f- Frank mm. was always up to some shit. Like that man has a, yeah, has a history yeah. of doing things that I'm not entirely certain of. But I know that there was a lot going on for him. Yeah, yeah. There's the stuff about about Johnny Fontaine and that. So he comes to Vito at this at the at the wedding and says, "Oh, you know, I'm in trouble. I want to get cast in this thing." And he's not like me. The studio head is not casting me. Yeah. And so Tom gets sent to LA. Tom is Robert Duvall, for those who have not seen this movie, yeah, which Robert I don't Duvall, imagine is anyone. Who I forgot um, is not. Who I forgot is in the Godfather. Yeah, you were looking. We should tell that story. <laughs> Just think, what oh was it? God. You posted the like original like casting list for the Godfather yeah, or something. And you're like, wow. wow, imagine if Duvall was in this movie. <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? I'm just really bad with. Names. Faces. Faces and names. names. I just can't do it. I knew he was in this. I think I, like I said to you, I think I had Goodfellas on the brain and I was thinking Goodfellas. I'm like, wouldn't it be strange? He would be weird in Goodfellas, Goodfellas." yeah. yeah. Which would be strange. So, you know, my my concern was warranted. I was just thinking about the wrong thing. I do think I think he's so good in this. Isn't it? I mean, I think everyone is great, but and I think he's he's also one of those people who's just always good, right? Yeah, like, that's that's probably true. Yeah, that is like, true. And he's I like, also yeah. 
he's such a workman in this like he's so like oh all right like i've got to go to la and deal with this fine like he's just he's so beleaguered like he's just like oh my life as a mob accountant is really really (laughs) grinding me down you know I think it is also it's like talking about the the family stuff that he is a son as well, right? Yeah, like yeah. Even even this guy who's the lawyer, who's the whatever these this sort of outside person is not Italian, but everyone is a son. Everyone yeah, has to be a son. a son, and I mean he is he is the like this adopted kid in yeah. the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's like a cousin, you know. Mm, Everyone's exactly. a cousin. It's the same exactly. thing. Oh. I also am obsessed with the fact that he's wearing a hairpiece in the start of the movie, which I'm just, I just think is so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he takes it off for the end when you're like, ah, oh, time has passed. Robert Duval's receding hairline has <laughs> There it is. It's back. <laughs> I was like, at the start of it, I was like, is he wearing a hairpiece or did he actually have all of his hair in 1972? And it's like, no, no. No, 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 no. no. He didn't. He, no. Poor, poor Bob. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not his fault. Oh dear. Anyway, yeah, so he goes to LA and this is when we get this well, okay, so we get that he gets introduced. So he he's looking for the studio head and he doesn't want to use Vito's name, mm-hmm. but he sort of has to eventually in order to get this guy to pay any attention to him. Yeah. And then he gets invited for dinner and um he shows him his racehorse, which is a shot that is mirrored in Sopranos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Almost exactly. Yeah. Um and a, you know a vibe, I suppose that these rich people. Yeah, are there. horses. One of my notes is just horses. Yeah, just love, horses. love that. That also that also feels sort of American dreamy to me. That yeah, sort of the, race the, horses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like a like as a symbol of wealth in a way, I suppose. Yeah, um totally. Anyway, and then and he refuses because Johnny Fontaine. I didn't gather what actually happened, but like ruined one of his lead actresses. Something like somehow. That. Yeah. I imagine got hit, got her pregnant. Some kind of studio movie business i can imagine exactly yeah yeah um it is interesting to get this like little bit of like sort of hollywood inside baseball in this movie <laughs> yeah. that's not at all about that yeah that's um, true but i guess that's so popular isn't it like no and i like know, it i like it that he's yeah. just like yeah come on let's talk about like uh, movie contracts <laughs> exactly <laughs> which i know, love i mean i always want to talk about that kind of, of course, thing so yeah great, hollywood but... maybe hollywood is like the mafia question mark question mark like, sure hmm, sure hmm, let's explore that <laughs> um but i also think at this point this is when we get a bit more exposition about um who Vito is and what he has control over and who how much power he has i mean i think it helps to see that in LA there are people who know who he is yeah. and he's respected and he and stuff like I think Tom says that he can you know deal with union problems and stuff like that it seems like his he reaches pretty far yeah. across America and into you know I think that's important to because I mean audiences in 1972 watching this have nothing have no concept right they don't know yeah what and other than like maybe the gangster films from the 30s yeah. I suppose but that's yeah, a very different... old school gangster movie is nothing yeah yeah nothing like this really nothing is sort of tackling the higher level I guess mm. so you need the sort of exposition you need to be you need to have this like shown to you that like what his power level is what his business is mm-hmm. and that then you know the 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 prop the, the thing that leads to all of the problems in this film is that Vita doesn't want to get into the heroin business basically right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. And that he has these sort of standards. So he's like, well, gambling and things like that. And he's and those are okay. But the the step a bit too out of his comfort zone, the t- a step too far, but also the, the legitimate power that he's 
got himself. Yeah. Like, because there, there is that, that conversation about that he has all of these congressmen, all the police, you know, all of this kind of thing, and that he has them in his pocket. But if he took a step too far into the drug business, that he would lose that. Mm. And I think that is that also is a way, you know, you see what Vito values, what he wants is he, he wants this legitimate power, even if it, even though it is obviously a step to the business, you know, yeah. it's important for the business. But I do think that he values that more than money or anything else that he could get from getting involved with heroin. Which is, you know, interesting because I think, again, that sort of <laughs> speaks to this idea of like, uh, you know, that wanting to kind of keep things traditional, you know, that long, mm. I think heroin again, it kind of, you know, obviously like drugs have been around forever. I'm not suggesting that drugs are like this new <laughs> exciting thing, but like, yeah. again, it feels very American. It feels very much, you know, linked to the sort of, you know, a nation of excess and you yeah. know, not what they're about. So I, I get that. I think, you know, Vito made some points. Like, I understand <laughs> why he wouldn't want to be involved with, with heroin. And yeah, I, but you know, you got to modernize, man. You got to move with the times. You got to, yeah. yeah. But hey. He does seem like, you know, the more you learn about Salazzo, the more you're like, okay, so he shouldn't have gone into business with this guy. But also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would, you know, not have been shot if he had, maybe. Yeah, a lot of Romans in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Bad dudes. <laughs> and I mean, that is, I mean, I guess he's the villain, right? It's lots of, I, I don't know if so. I'm saying that right. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. If there is a villain, he's the villain. I yeah, suppose. I suppose But so. anyway. Yeah, yeah. What happened? So, so he, he, Vito says no to the drugs. And also in that meeting, Sonny kind of steps over the mark and you're like, right, firstborn kid, right, <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, he does. I think you also, you do see... Maybe not. Well, no, because then you see also Frodo's um, limitations. Yeah. Pretty soon after that as well, when yeah. when Vito gets shot by Solotso's people, that that Solotso's like you have to. He has to separate Vito from Hagen and he ha- from Tom, and he has to separate him from Rukabratsi, But he doesn't need to separate him from Frodo because Frodo doesn't. Frodo does a threat, do right? Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. then you actually see it, you know, he, but he, like, Vito's, like, lying there and Fredo's just crying and you're like, dude, oh, call an ambulance. Man. I don't know how you call an ambulance in 1940-something, but call an <laughs> but ambulance. you gotta do it, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that I noted earlier is that the flaws of each brother is so apparent so immediately. Mm. You get mm. such a sense of them all. Exactly. As soon as you meet them, like, you're, you're like, I know exactly where you fit into this literal family dynamic yeah as yeah. well as the broader family dynamic definitely so yeah like you say it's it feels very genuinely fraternal that they're very yeah. much like this is what being someone's this is what having this person as your brother is like you know yeah 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 poor fredo he just doesn't know he's just not he's not cut out for this i know, you know? just want... like leave him leave him to his his whatever his las vegas his lady. casino or whatever he's yeah doing. you know yeah you really want you want him to be like an arty buco like you want him to like yes. set up a little restaurant or something yes. <laughs> you're like he doesn't need to be to... sort of slightly tacky but yeah, like <laughs> exactly he can like he can be loosely involved you know yeah. in as much as he wants to be involved but like clearly yeah. He's not built for this. This isn't the oh, life no. that a man of his his sensibility was meant exactly. to live. 
Oh, no. Uh, he's, I was also thinking, yeah. like, because I love Katsali so much when we yeah, talked about course. him before, but, like, and, and I was thinking with the with Al not engaging with the rest of them, whether, because obviously he knew Katsali before, so I don't know if, like, they don't have that many scenes together, it's just really the one in Las Vegas, I think. Yeah, and obviously... So I suppose that's not, I mean, because he's, he's much less in it than I remembered him being, obviously because he's such a big force in the second well not force but you know a big part of the he's a presence one. in two yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so I, I overstated I guess in my head how much he has to do in this one yeah but. he has very very little to do bless him poor thing but I think yeah. probably for the best you like but you do also yeah I mean it's this, like the, these performances and also I'm sure the writing and the direction and everything like you you gather immediately who everyone is mm. I mean that they're sort of archetypes but they're also sort of complicated people as well, obviously. But you don't need them to be like, and I'm the middle brother, and I'm the blah, blah, blah. You don't need to... Obviously, you don't need them to sit down and just have a conversation. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no need to have a sort of around the dinner table, like, oh, we're all ragging on each other or whatever. Like, that would be yeah. so yeah, bad if exactly. that was the thing. They all sit down and they're like, you're such an inadequate brother. You never yeah. do any... Like, awful. awful. Although they kind of do do that, because when, when, when they're having that conversation in the garden with Vito and Michael, and he... He sort of talks about the other two and he says, you know, yeah. Sonny was like a disappointment and Fredo, well, you know, Fredo. <laughs> like, it's like really just like, well, oh, let's not oh, even go Fredo. there. Yeah, that's true. That's really sad. Like, the more I think, now I'm like, oh, he's so tragic. He's just like, he's such a, just like a nice little man. Like, he's got, no, he's got nothing to do. Like, he doesn't. Oh, this really is a, it's a tragedy about Fredo, really. Like, that's is, my, yeah. my hot take is that it's just about it's being like, Fredo. yeah, being like a nice man dragged into scrapes by your, <laughs> by your adjacent family members who are just like running too hot. Like, yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And again, that's, that's the thing with Sunny. Like, he's like, it's like they're all operating on different levels of this. Like Sonny's up here and Fredo's down here, and Michael's like in the middle, and that's yeah, very in Michael, the middle, literal has, sense. Yeah, you know? I think Michael will turn to the same, or if not more, violence than Sonny, but he does it with he thinks about it, right? It's not just that because I think Sonny's violence is like I'm angry, I'm going to shoot yeah, some people. Yeah, he's on a trigger. Like he's you know yeah, you push him and he's off. Like you know. Whereas... Yeah, he's very, I mean, the same with, like, you know, the way he is with women and stuff like that, Sonny. I mean, I think it's just very much he's, like, just does, he's very impulsive, I think. He, mm-hmm. He's just mm-hmm. doing whatever he wants and, yeah. like, whatever the consequence. He's not thinking ahead at any point, I don't think. He's just no. doing whatever at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a power trip thing, almost. Mm. It's like, you know, he's he's the guy. He's he's the number one boy. He's gonna he be the, the guy. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna take the thing over and everyone loves him and he's like sleeping with all the women and like, you know, it's he's the son. Like <laughs> I'm just shouting like he's the son he's the boy <laughs> I just realised that Kendall Roy isn't the firstborn son. <laughs> Oh, of course not! Oh my god! Oh, poor Connor! Oh my god, Connor Roy so Connor is Connor is the Fredo. Well, no, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe Roman is the Fredo. Yeah, no, Roman is definitely the Fredo. Um, and Shiv is but, the Michael. Well, I guess, but but he's like a yeah, but he's an illegitimate son, Connor, because he's not. That's you know, true. Yeah, he's like not of the you know the core. 
Yeah, he's not. He's like half siblings with the others, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. half sibling. So he's kind of the Tom almost, <laughs> except not literally. <laughs> he is, <laughs> except that he's an idiot and yeah. Tom isn't an idiot. <laughs> exactly. He's. A I don't think Tom would run for president. To be honest, maybe <laughs> no. he would. No, that's more of a Frodo move. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah. let's just map. The, let's just map Success every Success. like everything that we like to Onto characters the in the Godfather. <laughs> but you can do that. You really yeah. can. Everything is the Godfather. That's the it big is. takeaway. Really, is that all stories are the Godfather. Everything is the Godfather. <laughs> we all just yeah. come back to this. But yeah. Succession, especially. Yeah, <laughs> just this. That's, Which is yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, but all then, of these, all of these complicated families. I also think I enjoy these more because I don't have any siblings, so I don't have any complicated family <laughs> to like. So I'm like, wow, is this what it's like? Like, yeah, like no, exactly, probably not. But <laughs> no, no. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think having a sister. I have. I have a sister and a brother. I, I realised I'm now the elder child, which is very oh, wow. strange. This is something that I have only just sort of... It suddenly <laughs> just dawned on me because you don't think of, you know, babies are kind of aren't really people yet. And they're yeah, sort of just yeah. like, you know, you're not going to do anything. You're like a little person. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh God, now I'm like, you know, I'm, I've always been the older sibling, but now I am the older of three. And that's sort yeah. of a lot more intense to think about. <laughs> oh my God. I need to like... Start having a massive ego and like yeah, the weight of the family around. is on your shoulders, Lara. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, I'm the number one boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm the like only boy. I mean, not boy, <laughs> but you know, I'm the only one. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you. You're the only son. That's true. Oh man. Oh dear. Anyway, <laughs> what's happening in the plot? So I think that the t- the kind of turning points for Michael are. When his when when Vito gets shot, he finds out about it from a newspaper. Yeah, right? he doesn't find out yeah. about it from the family, and that's like he's very much apart. He's completely separate to this, and like then calls up and kind of goes to the family and is part of this. It seems that's the first sort of step of him being back into everything because it seems like I it seems like he knows that he's needed. Yeah, that's even true. if he doesn't yeah. know where, and he's not trained or whatever you know he's not been waiting for this but he does go back i mean of course he goes back his father's in in the hospital but you know um no but he goes back to stay there and he sends k away as well yeah that's important yeah it's a real but it does feel i think you saying that that he finds out in the newspaper only kind of just clicks for me that it's like yeah, he really is outside of this whole thing. And it feels like mm. this very conscious decision of him being mm. like, nope, I am going to insert myself into this now because I am a line has been crossed and I'm going to yeah. make the active choice to pursue this. Like, you know, mm. I didn't think that this is what I wanted, but something has changed, something massive yeah. has changed, and I realise that I need to... Do you think that it's like a that he sees himself as sort of above it do you think that it's kind of he's approaching it Mm. like look i know that my brother is a hothead and he's not going to be able to do this and i know my other brother is you know ineffectual and he's not going to be able to do this so it is ultimately up to me to Mm. keep this thing afloat or else it's just gonna implode like i'm it's not gonna work it's yeah, I think there is a logic to it somehow, yeah. as well as being obviously like, you know, I think it is born out of genuine concern, <laughs> you know, his his dad is dying, but it, it, you know, it's also a very sensible business decision. <laughs> yeah, I also think like, 
it is sort of the, the tragedy of it is that he was not supposed to be this person, right? And and that it was, should have been Sunny, and it and he doesn't fully take up the mantle until Sunny dies. But mm. I think the point the point at which it shifts is really when he visits his father in hospital. Yeah, which I think is such a good scene when it's all yeah, empty so and, good. Yeah, um, the guy shows and, up. He's like a I don't know. I can't remember what Just his job like is. Like a guy. Is he a baker? He's like he's baker. something like he's got a really low key job. He's like a baker, or he owns a restaurant or a shop or something. Yeah, he just shows exactly. up with his little flowers and is like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, I just want to see him, and it's like, oh, buddy, <laughs> you not good, not good. About the worst possible time. The worst possible yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So the hospital's empty, and Michael. I mean, I think this is also you see how analytic he is, and how I mean, he's clearly the cleverest. Mm-hmm. of any of them and the one who thinks things through and makes the jump to maybe the obvious conclusion but he'll he'll get there you know um and yeah so he realizes that the hospital is empty because his father is going to be they're going to try and kill his father mm-hmm. actually this time yeah um and moves him to a different room and then they then he and the baker i think this scene's great when they go outside and and they're pretending to have guns because they don't have guns but they have to look threatening in front of this hospital so that the people who are coming to attack Vito will think that there's guards right yeah yeah and then you know the people come and they see and then they drive away and the baker's hands are shaking trying to light the cigarette and Michael's aunt Michael is steady and he's he he knew what to do in this situation he knew the plan yeah yeah he gets and I guess that's him realizing I guess at that point that he is right for this kind of thing that this mm. is what he's built for in a way yeah even if he wanted not to be yeah completely um, completely you see it so immediately that he clicks into place in a way that feels so natural and he i think he kind of hates it a little bit i think he kind of resents yeah. that he is fitting so easily into this world again and that it feels so natural to him yeah. you know there is this force of of protest but mm. you know when something comes easily you do it because it's easy and yeah it makes yeah you know there's that scene i think a little it's either i'm pretty sure it's after that where they're mm. all sort of sitting in like a kitchen and they're just hanging out and like you know they're kind of joshing him a bit they're like mm. oh michael you know like they're giving him a little bit of shit and it just yeah it feels very natural for everybody yeah it's like yeah he's back he's like he's in it now and it's, it's also i think yeah. that he is his father's son mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very much i think more than i mean i think sonny would call himself would, would think of himself in that way but i don't think he is as much he's much more of a hothead and he doesn't have the i think Vito's strength is that he's able to be measured even even after Sonny dies, he's able to be like this. I know what I'm not gonna seek revenge. I know what's right and what's gonna mm. what's gonna help the family in the long term. Mm. And that kind of remove from the emotion of it all. Yeah, yeah. I think absolutely. is is like you know obviously not not good, but also helpful. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. In the yeah, and something that Michael is capable of that he that the others don't seem to be. Yeah, yeah. It's like an on off switch that he can kind of turn that on and off, yeah. which I guess is sort of. It's quite dark, I suppose, you know, that Mm. ability to flip from one thing to another. But I suppose, again, that kind of takes us back to the, uh, you know, the sense of this as a story about immigrants. The fact that he can flip between, you know, the person that he is when he's with Kay, the person that he Mm. is on the outside, and the person that he is with his family, and how he needs to be 
it's like code switching. You know, he's sort yeah, of yeah. very easy. He finds himself very easily malleable between these things. Mm. And the others he's kind he's of are between. Yeah, he's. I think because I think maybe because he's the youngest in that sense that he's been in America. I think, but this is. I mean, this is two, not one. But um, <laughs> that he was he was born. I think in America, and is more. I guess socialized to the American way of doing things. And I mean, the fact that he went to college, the fact that he was in the war. Although I do, I was, I did make a note. I wish we knew more about that. Yeah. About what happened in the war. Yeah, I did look that up. I think it is. They explain it more in the book. There is more mm. war stuff in the book, but I think it's fairly low key. Like it's not like okay, he goes right. through some kind of great trauma. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like there's. It doesn't seem like it's hanging over him. No, really. No, not really. At all. No, I think it. Yeah, it seems like he had a fairly moderate period of service. Like I don't think yeah. there's anything to write home about. But yeah, you like you say, he's a war hero. Like he's you know yeah. he's he's got this this very American baggage that he mm. carries with him that the others kind of don't seem to see in that way at the very least. Because I think you know they clearly are both of them the other sons clearly are socialized to think about things in this way you know especially you know i think most at its most obvious when uh they go down to vegas and you know Mm. fredo's there in his like suit and is kind (laughs) of you know just like very at one with the kind of weird existence of somewhere like la LA, las vegas which is you know such a you know liminal place in movies i think and yeah even just you know I think something about the way Sonny treats women is very not necessarily... I mean, I don't know. I think that's maybe more of a time period thing because obviously you mm. know, Michael goes to Italy and it's the same thing. Everyone's just bartering with you know, women's livelihoods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the, the thing that I, you know, I think it's interesting, something that's interesting to me and I haven't really been able to work out why is the fact that Sonny dies. So we've mentioned that Sonny dies. Sonny dies, but he dies on his way to save Connie, right? Like that's when he he leaves to go and protect his sister from her husband. Which is is... sort of a, which is a a trick, you know, I think, because I think Connie's husband was abusive, but he was abusive on that day specifically in order to get Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. And so that he would come and then he would be shot because I think that's what happened. That's what, Michael says at the end, yeah. near the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's... But, um, yeah, it's the protective, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. interesting that that is the thing that becomes his downfall. When he is so dismissive mm, of mm. so many other things, you know. Yeah. The fact that it's that, that kind of gut instinct to be like, something terrible is happening to somebody I care very much about and I need to respond to this immediately. Like, I can't yeah. be logical about this. I just have to yeah. go. Like, I have to run and fix this. And yeah. it's a very, it it ties in with the fact that he is a character who is very much on a trigger and kind of, mm-hmm. act, you know, is a very active character. But it yeah. also comes from a place of sincerity that sort of yeah. is fairly absent in this movie, I think, in mm. the story generally. You know, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of things that are done from the heart, I suppose, you know. It's about business. It's yeah. broadly everything is business, and it yeah, it's it's quite tragic that it that's the thing that gets him. You know that it's this this sort of very personal response to something. Yeah, which I think it's also yeah. he's 
he's um he's emotional in a way that Michael and Vito aren't, and that I think it's interesting that that it seems like oh, I'm not really sure about Michael, but it seems like Vito and his wife are steady, and he doesn't mm. cheat on her, mm. and it's they're a partnership in a way that. I'm not actually 100% sure if Sonny is married. He must he is right. He is married. Yeah, we yeah. do we see his wife. We see he's got her kids and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we see his yeah. wife. We've we see his wife at various points throughout and at the wedding. I I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. And so he's this like hothead and he's you know passionate in that way I suppose which sort of ends up being a kind of a cop out for men who cheat on their spouses yeah. which is not obviously <laughs> an acceptable thing to do but like I do think that he 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 feels things more maybe mm. than than Vito and Michael do, and he's less able to detach himself. Yeah, yeah. In that way. Yeah. Which is you know, which is in a, a positive trait in its way, just not for that job. You know, that's yeah. not what you want yeah. for being in that position. Yeah, but it's the um, same with Fredo, re- re- mm. really. You know that they both they ha- both have this, they both have this swell of emotion that they can't mm. tamp down appropriately and they can't yeah. like use only when it is appropriate to use it and i mean it's yeah it's interesting that this is so much a movie about uh, it's one of those things where you watch something you know for the nth time and you pick up something new every time that you pick it up mm. but this is kind of i think the read that i'm coming at it with is that it's kind of about like uh, repressing things like pushing down what you think about something or how you feel about something like but you know putting that in a box and putting it away and just going you know this is bit this isn't how i this is how i feel yeah this is how i feel and this is business and the two things will never interact and that's just how i'm going to live my life and that's just that's that's it these things can't cross paths i can't make this personal it's you know they say i'm sure like you know that they say I think it's I can't remember. It's said. Michael when when he's when he got beaten up. So outside the hospital, he gets beaten up by the cops. Yeah. Um, and they break his jaw, and then that also is a point where he you know hardens, and he's like, "This is my thing to deal with." But he says, um, "I think Sonny is complaining that he's taking things too personally." And he said, "He says it's not business. It's not personal. It's it's business. It's right? business. It's, it's yeah. Completely cold. You know. Yeah. But I and I do think I mean it's a, it's a it's a again the masculinity thing." where in a way Sonny is the the most masculine in sort of some traditional sense right that he's he's this guy with you know the big shoulders and he's out there to like uh, what big shoulders he has yeah he's out there to sleep with women and shoot people right but yeah. but that's not that's not effective and what's effective is a different bad side of side of masculinity I suppose yeah. which is the the repressive side that the, yeah. the side where you don't feel things where you the stoic side i suppose which is yeah. also in its in its way like causes serious issues but yeah. um yeah you either feel nothing the... or you feel too much like yeah there's no yeah. middle ground yeah. for it exactly yeah oh they're all so messed up all these boys <laughs> they are <laughs> these terrible boys how do they i do cope? think tom hagen is maybe the most like yeah tom is pretty solid you know yeah. <laughs> he's kind of just he's just got a job to do and he does his job you know yeah it's, and yeah. he doesn't have like i guess ambition is is not yeah something that he... i suppose that's it isn't it that it's just yeah that he's just like this is what i do i have no plans to for this to deviate this is just yeah you know this is where i sit maybe that's an a you know, an adopted son thing. Maybe yeah. it's just, you know, he can keep himself in check. Oh, yeah. Boy. 
Should we talk about... I think that... The, I keep saying there's the turning point and there's like 50 of them, but like... <laughs> When when Michael so Michael is the, he's the one who comes up with the plan of what to do about um, Solotso and this police captain who's beating him up. Yeah, and he's the one who has to do it. Yeah, and it's a meeting just between the three of them. I have no idea why anyone agreed to do this. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way about the things happen later in the movie. I don't know why people <laughs> make these decisions, but um, so uh, he goes to dinner and he hides a gun in the bathroom. And he goes to the bathroom, takes the gun, and shoots them. Yeah. And, they, oh, I did want to make a point about this scene, that this was the first scene they shot for the whole film. Oh, wow. With Al. Damn, okay. And so this was when they were still wanting to fire him. And <laughs> when he's about to shoot them, his eyes are just crazy, right? They're, like, just darting around the place. Mm-hmm. And he was watching the dailies back, and he's like, well, you just you can see, like, I'm nerv- I hate this, and I'm nervous, and you can see it on the screen. And Coppola is like, perfect, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> like Alice, like this is a complete Nailed disaster. It. I can't believe this has happened. Um, I love that. I love that. I do think that's that's partly Coppola's skill as well. There's there's bits later on. There's sort of movements that Al does that Coppola kind of gives space to mm-hmm. that are really if like there's a bit like when he's talking to Fredo and he says he says don't ever take sides against the family mm. and there's just like a, a turn of his head and he sort of doesn't make eye contact with the camera but his eyes are then visible after he turns his head and it's just perfect. Like it's just like this kind of incredible movement and i think that yeah Coppola's understanding of his actors is just is the thing about this yeah, and i mean absolutely. he's he said you know that like, i created i created you these are my frankenstein's <laughs> creations and al has said that he's right and that also that uh, michael is 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 coppola basically like right. that he's sure he, that's the the reason that coppola wanted to make this kind of thing and that the reason that i guess probably the reason that it's so good is because it's, coppola yeah. has an understanding of this yeah but, it's about him sons yeah. As a, fa- as, a, as, a, as a father of sons. Yes, exactly. As a son. As a son. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so when he shoots him, that's when he has to go to Sicily, and we've talked about that. Yep, we have. We bad. have talked about that. It is bad. Um, and then he, when he has to come back, the reason he has to come back is because he hears that Sonny's been shot, um, which we talked about as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets gunned down... At a toll station? Yeah, uh, like a toll booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, Which is pretty brutal. Very, yeah, very brutal. Like, it's a yeah. really... He gets shot like a bunch. <laughs> like, it's not yeah, like he's one yeah. shot. He gets, like, a submachine rifle loaded into him. It's very yeah. unpleasant. It's, Aww, it's rough. Poor Jimmy. I also, like, I love Sonny. Like, it's yeah. one of those things yeah. where, like, he's just like, oh, one yeah. of those characters where you're just like, oh, you poor fool, but I love you. <laughs> like, you're great. Yeah, yeah, and also, yeah. I mean, we can talk, we can talk Khan, because uh, he's just... I just love him. He... Just one of our finest Yeah, he falls ever. very squarely into, like, boys I like. I'm like, yes, mm. you are a pathetic young man. I will, <laughs> I will, I will take to you very fondly. <laughs> Just yeah, uh, eldest fail son is very much a category of acting <laughs> that I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's great. He's so good. He has such a, he's so physical in a way that mm, just mm-hmm. kind of like he's just like he's just he takes up so much space. He kind of just yeah. like is flinging himself around in a way. Yeah, that's like, definitely. Very, you know, he's not like a big dude, but he's sort of, you know, he's taller than Al, obviously, because yeah, Al Pacino is four Al. foot eight or however tall he is. <laughs> like, you know, and just yeah, he, he he's such a dude. Like he's such a guy. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, look at this. This he's a yeah, he's a real fella. <laughs> I'm just coming yeah, up with different ways is, to say is. it. 
just different ways to say man. I'm just like, he's a real also, yeah. dude. <laughs> also the costuming, like the amount of time he spends like in a vest. I'm like, perfect. That's exactly that character. And also you get to see his shoulders. So I'm happy. Yeah. Vest, like vest suspender outfits. It's like... Yes, iconic. <laughs> it's so good. So good. What happens to vests? The costuming in this is so good. I know. Why, Why don't men... <laughs> I said this the other day. Why don't they wear vests under, t- under shirts anymore? Like it's bring like, that back. Yeah, did, the, did the need stop? Like what? Why were they wearing vests under shirts before? And why has that changed? What changed? What's the shit? It makes me sad. It's just feels... like thicker now, or like I don't know. They just make thicker. But I love to. I love like a seventies movie with yeah. like a guy in a shirt, and it's like a little bit see through, and you can see his <laughs> see like. Yeah, it's such it's a so great. Good. It's such a. It's such an expressive piece of wardrobe. You know, it's so like yeah, it's see, so dad as well. It like, is. It's like, you can see, like you know, it it indicates it's a very fallible thing to have a vest. Exactly. You're just like I can exactly. see through you. I know you're just a guy. You're just wearing a little vest underneath your shirt. Like it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> oh, bring back vest. Bring back Maybe vest. That's my like my new <laughs> my new goal. Bring back vest. Vest for men. Like not even just vests. <laughs> vests for men, specifically yeah, under specifically, shirts. Yeah. Like they can't just wear. The yeah, vest. under shirts. For they sure. have to be under a shirt in some capacity. Yeah. But you're right. It's such a great look. They're just like the shirt is sort of like sleeves are up. Like yeah, yeah. buttons are undone. Vest is exposed. It's just it's great. It's great. It's such a good yeah. <laughs> Bring, bring it back. Bring it back. back. Men, what is preventing you from looking like this? <laughs> That's me just posting like five pictures of, of Jimmy Card. Like <laughs> truly. He's so great. I'm I'm trying to think of my first like exposure to him as a pers- as a person, as an actor. I think I that first, it must have been Thief, like other than the, the first yeah, times, like I guess so, half of, yeah. or maybe like Elf, which I don't know actually if I've seen, but I oh must. Oh my have god, done. of course, yeah, Elf, Elf, definitely Elf, in which he is not <laughs> like you know that strange kind of energy he has is not present in Elf. At yeah, all. <laughs> but I guess it's Elf, you know, like what do? Yeah. How did he end up in Elf, man? Like how I did that know. happen to him? Didn't he? He like torpedoed his own career, right? I think he was just not. Like I, I, not doing the right stuff to get going, like yeah, I get that. Which he, I get. Yeah, he does have the energy kind of a guy who like it feels like someone told him once that he was gonna be really really famous and he was gonna be a big star and then it kind of just yeah. never happened for him. Like he was sort of yeah. good in lots of things, but it was never like you know there was never that extra thing that got him to the next level exactly. i mean like he's in this movie but he's not like the guy you know mm-hmm. it, this is a pacino vehicle basically yeah you know he's he's great in so many things but he's not you know he, i don't know it's it's sad he's the classic like yeah. guy who could be could be a movie star but is better as a character actor yeah yeah and like obviously the 70s kind of style of things there's not as much of the movie star roles it's all yeah more character actory but like i do think maybe i could imagine in the 80s not really finding somewhere to put him as like a kind yeah. of grizzled like not grizzled because he's handsome but you know what i mean like that kind of the 70s yeah. 70s leading man versus yeah. 80s leading man i think yeah. is a different yeah oh my god yeah like it's like different universes like you exactly it's such an insane thing to think about how how drastically different the movie stars that we got from the 1980 you know 10 years is yeah it feels like a lifetime, and he yeah. and he is handsome, but he's sort of got a face on him. You know, he's yeah, not like yeah. a you know. There's 
he's yeah he's he's sort of an odd looking person but in a way is, that is yeah. very kind of he's he's just great i just love he him great. <laughs> he's got a very specific face which i think is yeah. not something that is valued i mean this is also part of this whole grand conversation about like what is a movie star and how yeah. is it blah blah but yeah. like but the, I do think that now the faces have become, you know, very much more average and someone with a face like Jimmy Khan would not become yeah. a leading man anymore, even though that's so much more interesting to look at. Oh, yeah. Than, yeah. And, like, you can tell people apart in this movie, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's not... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess that kind of makes Pacino an anomaly. I'm glad we get to talk about this now. Actually, it's a very good point to pivot because he's so cute in this movie. Oh my he god, is. he looks like such a little boy. He's just yeah. he's so young and like I feel like this is the it feels like he's sort of slotting very nicely into the kind of I don't know, he's just like the first time you see him on screen and he's got this big uniform on and he looks know, so uncomfortable. His little hat and you're just like Oh, like look at you! Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I know. Let's I like, know. you know, let's take you out of here. What, like, you know, I don't know. He's just he's so. There is something about the fact that he is so sweet looking that I guess kind of helps this whole. Yeah, it's the eyes. I think is really yeah really important. Yeah. Like, and the way that I mean, he uses his. I mean, uses his eyes. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> he can. See. That is when. The thing that you said, the shark eyes, like when he when he closes off, it's in his eyes. Yeah, you know yeah. he stops smiling and stuff like that. Sure, but I think that's that's where you see it, and that they're so like massive. <laughs> yeah. Like he looks like he he can look like a baby deer, like if he's like you know. Yeah, if he's really playing it up, he's like mm. exactly. It's, yeah, like when he's when they're Christmas shopping in New York, and he's just looking very fondly at Diane Keaton. Yeah, you're just like oh, like just look at like. Look, this nice young man. Like, how did I you? Know. How did you get wrapped up in this terrible? Business? I know. Oh. Is this? Is this a good? Um, a good segment for you to talk about him and Diane Keaton? Yeah, I actually don't think that they got together on this movie. Oh, interesting. Because okay. they they obviously met on this movie, but he was dating someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Another woman. He dated. He dated Tuesday World around this time, yes. which was a whole thing. I think that's yeah. when he was like just got famous after this and was like drinking a lot and was sort sure. of struggling a bit, and so oh. the, the, that manifested in dating Tuesday World, which Tuesday sure, World. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of our finest. Sense. I love her, but um, oh yeah, no, yeah. she's she's great, but yeah, she's very much a I am newly famous and I am drinking a lot, so I'm going to date exactly. this person. Person. Exactly. Exactly. No offense. Yeah. To, I mean, I would love that for me. You know, I wish, I wish <laughs> yeah. that were, wish that were me. But like, yeah, exactly. No, unfortunately. Yeah. So not. I think I think it was it was later because they were together in the eighties when Al stopped working, and they would they stopped seeing each other. I think around Godfather Three. Okay, right. But then I think maybe it was off and on. So maybe like it sort of started in this one. And then was off again, and then eventually it led to them actually dating, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were certainly friends. And I mean, he he says like that she's his great love. Like Aww. they, to I think to have known someone, and also to have got famous at the same time as her. Mm-hmm. I mean, in sort of because I think I don't know when she started working with Woody Allen. Cursed content, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, because I don't actually know that much about Woody Allen. But <laughs> I think I think you know they were they were coming up at the same time, and they were both. I think they they. 
they felt camaraderie on the set because they were the least experienced of all of these people, all of these actors. And I think especially like with regards to Brando, just being completely yeah. bowled over at all times, any interaction with him was just so stressful. Yeah. But she said that she was acting like a teenager. She was just like, every time Brando talked to her, she would just giggle and run away kind of thing. <laughs> just, which I could see. I mean, I can't even imagine having grown up with oh his Oh my films God, yeah. It must to then, yeah, yeah, the strangest thing. It would be like someone we know going and working on a movie with like Leonardo DiCaprio. You'd be like, exactly. what do you do? Yeah. How do you process this? Yeah, it would just be, yeah. Yeah, so strange. So strange. Oh, that's really sweet, though, that they kind of, you know, they, they helped each other through this very weird, yeah. like, slightly overwhelming process, you know? Exactly, yeah. And I, I think it's one of those things, like, I don't know, I, I, like, I love them as a unit. I think they're such a great couple, because I think they're both such weirdos. Like, this is all just <laughs> yeah. me reading into stuff, obviously, and I don't know anything about these people, blah, blah, blah. But, like, all these stories about Al just basically, like, being a loner and not really knowing what to do with himself... And, like, being expected to be this movie star and just being like, I'm extremely shy, please leave me alone. Like, (laughs) and, and, I mean, we'll talk about it, whatever, whenever we do Sea of Love, which is a long time away, but um, Diane (laughs) brought him Sea of Love and was like, dude, you've got to start working again. Like, you've got no money. Like, I think it was kind of that kind of partnership in in a sense. Yeah, totally. Which is really nice. Yeah, that is nice. That is nice. Good for them. I think they're good kids and I like them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the long and short of it. That really is actually our review of this movie. It's like, you know, they're good kids and we like them. (laughs) Yeah. Ultimately, they're doing their best. They're doing their best. Under the circumstances, they're really trying. (laughs) I also think I realized that that Coppola is only a year older than Al. Really? Wow. So Coppola is like 33 or 32 when they're making this movie. Oh my gosh. Wow. Which is, I mean, That's when intense. you compare it to, to like Spielberg and Jaws, it's not that impressive. But when you compare it to like anyone else, it's like, Jesus, <laughs> you made the Godfather. Alive. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you made the Godfather when you were in your early 30s. Like, Jesus, That's dude. That's crazy. Yeah. When the only other reference point you have about how crazy something is, is Steven Spielberg making Jaws, then it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. clearly there's an accomplishment. <laughs> Accomplishment being made here. Exactly. Oh, Steve. Let's talk about Spielberg for a bit. Oh my god. Let's talk about Spielberg because I watched Bridge of Spies the other day and it's the best movie. Oh, I love my it god. so much. Oh, Bridge of Spies. Oh, Mark Rylance. Oh, Mark Rylance. This is great. Let's I just think about through. us seeing him oh at god. the Globe. Like, every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, man, I love that guy so much. I saw him. I saw him in real life. And he, like, pranced around the stage at the Globe like a crazy little man. And it was wonderful. It was the happiest oh, I've ever been in my life. He's the best. He's the best, man. He's he's so great like just that would be my like equivalent like if i had to interact with him it would be like people interacting with like dicaprio or whatever yeah. i'd be like oh my god yeah. it's mark Rylance. yes mark Rylance. <laughs> completely oh my god i bet i i bet he's really nice like i bet he's really normal oh definitely he's yeah. just like a really chill dude and you're like so overwhelmed and he's just like oh uh, hello i'm mark Rylance. and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, let's just work through all the boys on this episode. Who haven't we talked oh about? Oh my god. There's so <laughs> many boys, though. Boys we like. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> on the second hour of our Godfather episode, we're just going to talk about just men. All the men. Perfect. Okay. Every- everyone that we've like considered making this podcast about instead. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we've already covered De Niro and we've covered. We can't redo. I don't know what Jimmy Khan would look like. That would be an interesting one to oh do. Oh my god, yeah. I can't. You can't fit Pod into James Khan, so it won't work. James. James Pod. Pod. James Cast. <laughs> James Cast. Perfect. That's that's great. You've nailed that's it. It's like a podcast about Jameses, which is. <laughs> Maybe not. James the Are there other James? Well, I guess there's Jims. There's probably lots of Jims that we could talk about. Maybe? I don't know. James L. Brooks. That's the only one James that I Brooks. When he's just on my mind because I just watched an Albert Brooks movie. Oh, but, there um, you go. I was going to say something. I completely forgot what it was. I don't know. About boys. the boys. Boys we like. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just I like the boys. We, we, <laughs> we have so many boys that we like that it would be impossible. We do. Like, we do. It would take so oh, long. That's what I, what I was going to say is we could do Katsali, but that would just be like all of the movies he made with Al, <laughs> and, and then the movie he made those. with with he made with Robert De Niro. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess and the conversation like, and the conversation, uh, which is ah uh, the best. <laughs> god, I love the conversation. Oh my god, the conversation is so the good. Movie. Gene Hackpod, like we got to do that. Yes, yes, please. Yes, Pod Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, what a what a picture, my God. Well, actually, uh, this has given me something to to talk about that is relevant because <laughs> yeah. um, we should probably. <laughs> I think we should talk about Dustin Hoffman now. Oh yes, <laughs> the, I haven't done Hoffman research. To be fair, uh, there is a lot of Hoffman. That's okay, but I think I it's mean, a good. I think it's a good point to broach. You know. Beginner, yeah, yeah, because he's gonna he's gonna be a recurring character, I think, in the journey of this he's, podcast. He's a shadow over he over is. this podcast, <laughs> but in a good way because I love Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know he's kind of a slightly questionable human being at this point in his life. Yeah, yeah. But I I'm very fond of his work of the past. You know, the past. Exactly. Hoffman's of the past. I am very much a fan of. Uh, he's great, but he is like you say. He's kind of like nega owl. Like he's like. <laughs> He's like who he sees in the mirror and is like mocking him. There was, I didn't mention it on the episode, but for Panic in Needle Park, one of the criticisms of Al was that he was doing too much of what Dustin Hoffman was doing in Midnight Cowboy, uh, which came out the uh, same, like, like just, yeah, like came out the same year, but obviously, like, Panic in Needle Park was shot before that came out, so that it's not like Al was copying him or anything like that. But oh. then, like, I think. I can't remember which critic it was, but said that they were expecting Al to start limping, kind of thing, because that was how, <laughs> oh, no. like. Yeah. Rizzo, oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I really love that performance, so I kind of. I, feel I have bad. not seen it, which is terrible. Oh, it's, it's like a, one it's of my a blind spots. It's a great spot. movie. It's really very great and very sad and very gay, and it's just, yeah, it's really nice. I mean, what else do you it's want? Like, really? That's but... what you want from a movie. Yeah, I think he's he's very endearing in that role. He's, he's really wonderful in that movie. And. I yeah. can see why the comparisons emerged because he's so good at yeah. it. And yeah, Little yeah. Park is kind of a slighter movie. I think it's a le- a lot yeah. less. Um, yeah, there's a, there's kind of you know it's it's a smaller thing in comparison. I think the story that they're trying Definitely, to tell yeah. is a very different thing tonally and just in terms of you know the whole scope of it. And I think what Midnight Cowboy mo- means to Sashinger is. Yeah, a very it's it's a great movie and there's probably a lot to say about it, but we don't have time to talk about <laughs> Midnight Cowboy as well. But yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah. yeah Dustin he's... Hoffman as a as a boy with a nose is uh... a <laughs> yeah. I love I also love how much they call these they call like him and Al they call them ethnic, and I'm like <laughs> hello hello 
What? Oh no! Like, oh my god! He's just god. like a Jewish man and an Italian man, and you're like, uh, um, this is what passes oh my god. as ethnic yeah, in the seventies. Yeah, this is ethnic in the nineteen seventies. That's really dark. Oh my it's god! It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's that, but there is, there is, I mean, like a small man with a large nose and also a similarly sort of, I guess a similar actor in some ways, although I think Dustin Hoffman has a better sense of humour. Yeah. I mean, I think he's more that angle. Yeah. Um, Mm. I'm not sure. Although I do think Al has a sense of humour, but not in his performances. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a serious actor, you know? Exactly. Yeah. He's a big serious boy. He's, he knows- Al wouldn't have done Ishtar, even though I would have loved it if uh, Al did Ishtar, because I love Ishtar. That would have been um, great. He would have been. I would have loved that. Atrocious. He, it would yeah. have been. Oh yeah, so yeah bad. no, I mean bad. Like it would have been. It would have been very bad. I think Hoffman <laughs> has maybe slightly better late period tone modulation. I yeah, would say. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> like he kind of he gets away with knowing what he's doing for sort of longer than Pacino does. I think. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, maybe he. Yeah, I wish they they could swap. Like, you know, maybe they can just yeah. swap them out, get them to do like he can do Vishtar and Hoffman can do like I don't know. What would Hoffman be good in a Pacino role? Scarface. In- yeah, Scarface. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> even is that more or less problematic than an Italian man playing a Cuban? <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even. Cons- Who knows? I didn't even consider that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, just like lots of nuances there, really. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. neither of those men should be playing Tony Montana is the answer to <laughs> no. this question. <laughs> but I mean there is also like that Al was offered, I think, Kramer versus Kramer. Oh interesting. Okay. I think there was there's a lot of that of, of them being offered the same of, thing, yeah. The same projects and and there are a lot of projects that Al had was offered and turned down kind and of thing that ended up being Hoffman projects. But like yeah, but I, do, I mean, I don't know. There's also, there's always the thing of like, oh, I turned down X, but it's like the movie would be completely different, right? Yeah. If it was yeah, someone else course, in it. Yeah. So you, it's hard to know, especially with actors like, like that make choices to the extent that I guess, I, I think probably Hoffman does, but definitely Al, like makes choices with the character mm-hmm. would be a completely different beast, I think, with someone else yeah. in his roles. Yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. Which is why that list of (laughs) don't worry, why that (laughs) list of like alternative people they'd be going to cast, or wanted to cast, or wanted to talk to for this movie is so interesting. You know, all the people that they nearly you know were interested in. It was um, it was like Robert Redford and stuff like that. Like really strange people. Real, you're like, what? How did this happen? Yeah, it's just it's like very much. Like, can you imagine? No, it would be awful. No. Like, I love Redford. I love Redford, but like yeah, that great. kind of studio note that's like just nonsense, right? It's just like, hey, yeah. this is a big star. Let's cast a big star, and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With absolutely no like, it's also one of those things where I've I've seen people say that what do casting agents do, and I'm like, that's what casting agents do. They make sure that <laughs> yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah, they make sure that Robert Redford is not playing Italian men. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> blondest blue-eyedest person <laughs> in the world Robert Redford <laughs> would they have dyed his hair oh Jesus oh. Christ it would have been so bad oh my god oh, oh god. god can you imagine does dark-haired Robert Redford exist has he ever had dark hair and something I'm gonna google it I don't think so <laughs> this is the a- I can think no I've seen quite a few now and I don't think he's always had exactly the same haircut as well like he just doesn't it's yeah, always... he's yeah, he's an identical man. No, no, not really. Only sort of in age, as he's kind of 
He's got yeah, yeah. And he's lost the blonde a bit, but he never died at, at any point, which I guess makes sense. It's sort of part of his whole thing. It would be weird if yeah. somebody asked him to grow yeah. his hair. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's really funny. Imagining him be doing Godfather stuff is a very, very it's strange. Just, he's not that, act, that actor at all. No, he's, not that he's no, he's so wrong serious. for it in so many ways that it's just yeah. it's insane that he was. You're right. It does have such big studio notes energy, like yeah. You know, very. I'm sure that was Bob Evans. Bob <laughs> Evans is like the that's the villain of this. The villain is Bob, Bob Evans. Bob Evans, exactly. Very buzzworthy and cool. Like that. That's the, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's the vibe. Oh no, uh, boy. But no, I mean, all of the all of the other choices. I mean, even for the other characters, it's hard to see. I mean, I can't even remember who it is, but I think Martin Sheen also was one of the people they considered. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm gonna. And I mean, I love him. He's he's really, really one of my favorites. One of my favorites ever, but also not right for this. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It's, yeah, such a specific collection of people, you know? Ah, I found it, here we go. Potential cast for The Godfather. Yeah, yeah, they had, yeah, Jimmy was, Jimmy was just all over the place. I also like that the, yeah. note, the note here calls him Jimmy, which makes me feel like it's yeah. okay that yeah. I call him Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I, or I can't call him James, he's not James. No, he's, Jimmy. he's my close friend Jimmy. Um, <laughs> oh my god, who was the We one? also haven't talked about his Twitter account, which is like <gasps> no, the best Twitter end account. Of, end of tweet, like we love it. <laughs> end of tweet is so good. <laughs> so also, the, the tweet he has about Angry Birds just made my entire <laughs> life, where he's like... Uh, it's so good. I used. I'm sure Angry Birds is cheating. I used one one bird only, and I got two stars. Why well, want my extra star? End of tweet. And I'm like, I love you so much. Perfect. That makes that's me the, wish that I had Twitter, but like that's not internet celebrity use. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh no, I love that. Yeah. Oh my god. This. Listen to this list. Right. Look. These people, this is so insane. <laughs> like, yeah, Martin, yeah, Michael Corleone, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, um, yeah, Jimmy Khan, Martin Sheen. Yeah, insane. Some people I haven't heard of. That might just be mm-hmm. my, like, lack of knowledge of 1970s kind of low key character actors. Mm. They, at one point, Peter Falk was on this list for Sonny, which oh. is so insane to me. Just so. That would be. I love him so I much, love... but that would be really yeah. weird. I mean, yeah, noted pair of beautiful stands here, but like that would yeah, it's yeah. not the kind no 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 no. So There we go, weird. we've got to another of our boys. That's one of that's them. That's true, <laughs> yeah, we've crossed another boy off the list. That's nice. <laughs> Little shout out for Peter, good for him. Just yeah. What a strange yeah, it's just like these little glimpses into into the past. Alternate reality. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, the um, you know, what if George Lucas never made Star Wars thing. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a strange period of history this was. How many dudes there were just, <laughs> just hanging around. <laughs> I do think even De Niro would have been, I think he's, I, I mean, we've talked about him a lot. He does also feel like, I think as much as like Dustin Hoffman is a shadow over like, that Al Al sees him as a shadow. I think De Niro is his sort of his whatever his like yin to his yang. Not that that's yeah. I was gonna say his say, like, his, like they're like his other half. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. But true. I do think I do think he's a different he's a different actor, and he would have of course he's a different actor. But I mean, I think he would have <laughs> it would have been a different like yeah. He can't. I don't think he. I don't think De Niro can play the innocent as well. Hmm, as Pacino yeah, can, yeah, maybe because I think he's always got some kind of an edge to him. I don't know if that's just the characters that he gravitates towards. Sure, 
And so you, I also think like he's 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 even like when he's playing evil, I'm like that man is going to murder someone. <laughs> like that man that I'm seeing on the screen yeah. is going to murder someone. <laughs> Whereas I don't know if like I think Al always feels a bit like a child. Yeah, like, I don't yeah, know, in some way. Yeah, like, there's sort of a yeah. He's like you said, he's got those big eyes, and he's very mm. like very sweet looking, especially when he's yeah. younger. And De Niro has this kind of like anarchy to him like he yeah. sort of looks like he's like like you say like he could just kill anybody at any yeah. moment yeah. in time even in the sort of earlier stuff you know it's yeah there is a real sort of menace to him which yeah is very, exactly you know i mean we haven't seen the war with grandpa so i don't know if that, <laughs> if that holds true to this day. oh well, i have because you know i wrote directed and produced it so like of i course, have yeah, actually you've seen, seen many many times I've seen the director's cut, which I think is actually better, but like they, they wanted to take out the um the, the, the part where the, the kid gets actually murdered. Like <laughs> they wanted to cut that out. Yeah, the last hour of the movie just becomes like misery. It's just him yeah, like in yeah, a shed yeah. <laughs> torturing this poor boy. <laughs> wow. What a, that, what a dating a dating thing to say. Imagine anyone like a year from now thinking you're talking about I mean no one's thinking you're talking about it now, so I don't it's like fine, but Yeah, this is yeah, this is really a joke for two people. Like it's us. Yeah, 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 us. yeah. Exactly. But which is I what mean, this hey, podcast is for. Yeah, ultimately this is a podcast for two people. That's the tagline really. That's that should yeah. be our introduction is welcome to Al Pacino. This is a podcast for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, the war with grandpa knocked Tenet off the top of the box office. It did, so, so that's something. <laughs> it's a hit. What can I say? Congratulations, you must be so pleased. Yeah, thank you. My my percentage points are really really cashing in now. Um, yeah, you funded the movie with like Bitcoin or something. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Just stocks. <laughs> oh god, oh, I could actually talk about what. Al got paid for this movie, but I don't think that's necessarily that interesting. Not very much, basically. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, nothing yeah, at all. Like, I think, yeah, Brando only got 50,000, but he also got percentage points. Sure. So he made a lot of it. But, like, I do think that there's, like, this thing of people assuming that after this it's just, like, Al is rocketed to whatever superstardom. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, he got paid, like, £35,000 for a year of work. Like, that's just a normal job. Yeah. Like, that's not... Yeah, that's a very average amount of money for, exactly. <laughs> you know, a person. And, yeah, and he wasn't immediately, like, massively famous after this either. Not really. Exactly, He's yeah. still kind of doing little things. Which we will talk about next week, I guess. Which is I'm excited. Yeah, next week, <laughs> the vast swaths of time between podcast recordings. I know. But next week, how many months has it been? Like, is it... <laughs> you know, this is uh... where this whole thing feels slightly unhinged. We've just been talking like around things for kind of yeah, the past hour, yeah, the past two hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> I know. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, I hadn't looked at the time. I mean, that's okay. There's, it's a long movie. There's probably so much we haven't spoken about. <laughs> I mean, we haven't spoken about anything that happens like after he gets back. Yeah. But I mean, it's just that it doesn't actually, to be fair, I think it is just like, like when Vito dies, I guess. But he already has taken over before that. Yeah. He's like acting, so, you know, acting Dawn or whatever. Yeah. And... And that's that, really. I do that. Yeah, the the scene with the with them talking in the in the garden, I love. And I did make a note that Robert Town wrote that scene. Oh right, okay. That was his sort of contribution sure. to the kind of punch up of the script. Oh, so nice, okay. That's kind of cool for putting him. that kind of father daughter father daughter father son <laughs> thing in. Um, 
But yeah, and then and then when he dies, I guess it's just it's it's Michael legitimizing himself as the as the Don. Like he has to this explosion of violence at the end mm. is because they were like he was clearly about to be killed by them, so he had to kind of retaliate before it happened. But then it's just brutal, right? It's just everyone being like machine gunned while they're at this baptism. Yeah, yeah, the very literal, like you know, the violence breaking into the you know domestic. Whatever. Exactly. Exactly. It's I mean, and it's then great. you know, it's really good. Yeah. And then the argument he gets in with Kay is because he's killed Connie's husband, mm-hmm. and Connie comes and is like, "How could you do that?" Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Kay asks if he did, and he says no, yeah. and that's like the breaking point, I guess, yeah, of their marriage. But then it. again, have we seen much of their marriage? Yeah. I mean, you assume, but you know, we don't really know. That's the thing. Yeah. But you know, that's it. Yeah, that's it. He's he's signed away. The last of his soul. He's yeah. he's the guy now. He's the Godfather. He <laughs> he's the he Godfather. They but call um, him Don Corleone at the end, and I'm like, right, that's it. There that's you go. There, there he goes. Yeah. He's in there. He is in there, and that's that. It is interesting. I think, like, also with the way Vito kind of softens mm, that's after true. he gets shot because he's he's when he when he dies, it's it's with his grandson, which I think that that poor oh, kid. Like, yeah. Oh. Also, I don't know how that that kid actor was just like all eyes, and I'm like, right, I see why you cast him. Like this little kid, <laughs> yeah. he's supposed to be like Al's son. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so and he sort of dies relatively peacefully amongst his tomatoes kind of oh, thing yeah nice wish that were me and he yeah i know exactly <laughs> he does get that watching. chance to kind of retire yeah i suppose yeah he does and to and to like hand over the reins it's not that he like just dies and then it's chaos it's mm-hmm. like he and he also gets the he he cleans up after sunny kind of before michael comes back yeah. he's the one who that's true meets with the other heads and i think maybe that's necessary as like they need the the handover of power to be clean make it so that michael can can carry on yeah with some legitimacy yeah yeah it's it is it's like the father it's the it's the it's the father passing on to the son and it's that he's the he's taking everything on yeah yeah and he's like all of the problems and all of everything yeah yeah and again to bring this back once again for the final time hopefully to the (laughs) to the sopranos it's you know yes it does you know so much of kind of season five and six does feel like you know this sort of you know thinking about legacy thinking about like what am I gonna Mm. hand on to these people when I you know when I go like what is left of this am Mm. I going to leave them something that is worthwhile and that is good and that is going to you know continue this this lineage that I have because it is ultimately all about lineage and yeah, you know, he does very quietly go, like you say. It kind of yeah. he gets a in comparison to everything else in the movie, he gets a very gentle kind of death. You know, he does yeah. he dies among his plants with his little his little bug-eyed grandson and that's that. <laughs> and yeah, and then that's it. You know, that's it. Deal's done. The the spirit yeah. has passed on into the sun and that's you know, that's the end of it. That's the end of things. Wow. I do also think to to bring to Sopranos again that 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 the the generation of Tony Soprano right he's his dad was I guess Michael's generation yeah yeah approximately yeah so he's the generation that he also doesn't get out but then his kids are able to be like Tony Soprano's children are not part of this yeah in that way that that Vito wants for his children right that that this whole thing is that eventually building to the point Tony Soprano gets to with his kids but then you're like like part of the problem with that 
with his children, I suppose, and with how he deals with his children is that they are, like, American and they're separate from... Yeah. He's kept them separate and they are kept, you know, they stay separate and that's what he wants, but also they don't understand what he's doing. Yeah, they can't connect to him because they are separate. And I guess that ties into his relationship with Chris, which is, like, you are, in theory, the... You're the prodigal son. Like, you're the person who's going to carry this on and you're going to... You know, you're gonna have kids, and their kids are gonna do this, like because you yeah. you buy into this, and my actual kids do not buy into this, and yeah. so I have to hand it on to someone, and so I'm going to hand it on to you, and yeah. you know he gets the shit, like you know, yeah, he's the one who has the bad hand, you know, like exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, things suck for Meadow and they suck for AJ, but like they do not they suck. They haven't had to murder someone, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Comparatively, like, yeah. the stakes are low, you know. Meadow's boyfriend yeah, cheats on her, and poor AJ is just like, you know. <laughs> I love AJ so much. <laughs> Number one AJ Soprano star. <laughs> <laughs> like, good for you, honestly. He's great. He's great. He is great. He's a good kid. Plus, him, he is. You know. Yeah, it's just, yeah. The, all these movies are, they're all just about, like, family. Like, how weird it is to just be a part of a thing that you can't you have no control over and you just have to learn to either sublimate or just kind of mimic you know it's just yeah it's weird to be a to be in a family that's that's the gist final thoughts on the godfather (laughs) you know this massive great swath of pop culture that we've had to talk about in an hour and a half like two hours I know. Yeah, I think as it pertains to Al, I think it's obviously extremely important, right? In his yeah. career, it's the it's the step, it's the thing that gets him, that launches him, basically. And I, it, it's interesting that it is this this Ital- it's very like Italian American story that he he's in, and and it's this story of immigration and this story of America and masculinity, and it's this you know. I think also its staying power is interesting that it like other films that he was in I like more but Mm. this is the one like this I guess and maybe Scarface but this more than anything right like this is the one that's that stayed um which I guess is like speaks to how timeless it is and speaks to that the themes are still interesting now obviously Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah completely yeah I completely agree with you I think that it's it's probably not even my favorite of his performances that I've seen. No, yeah. And I think that, but I think it is such a text, you know, it yeah. is so, we've kind of come full circle. This is sort of the thing we started talking about. It's that it is in everything. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just part of how we think about movies and how we think about stories and how we think about writing about men now, yeah. you know, just because, you know, it's, you know, yeah, weirdly this has come right back to us being like, men make us watch The Godfather. Like, <laughs> you know? It's because it's about them. They're just yeah. trying to communicate. Yeah. They're like, they're uh, like, please watch this because this means something to me. And I'm like, ha ha And then I'm like, I watch it and I'm like, oh, okay, I see. It's like this, this huge, very sad story about what happens yeah. to men in the world. And, and I'm like, I'm sorry for making fun of you because it's actually worth it. Yeah. yeah, we've all just been being really mean to men about making about them wanting us to watch The Godfather, but it's actually just a cry for help. Like, we've been, we've been now, ignoring all these these poor men. That's a take. That's a take. We're telling people to watch The Godfather is a cry for help. I'm obsessed with that. There we go. Perfect. 
Oh my god, there we go. And um, on that note, yeah, that's it. What that's else it. do we have to say? No, that's perfect. Let's end there. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah, that and um, that and bring back vests is the bring back vests. Yeah, episode. yeah, that's vests very important. Men. Me- vests and emotional openness for men. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There we go. That's the thesis. That's it. <laughs>